from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, it is our 200th episode. We're going to talk about our top 10 games of 2019. 2019 killed the 2018 star. I got 12 games. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast. It's almost a dozen. Episode 200. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Top 10 Suspense Johnson. I'm Jeremy. PS4 and Toys to Life for Life. Mikowski. And I'm John. Technicality knitter. Technicality? Uh-oh. Is your, is your, is your list going to be... No Netflix stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no Netflix shows this time. You're not Sorry. allowed to... Netflix isn't a game. No, uh, no, uh, Balderdash, whatever the fuck it was called. Banner you can play it so many different ways. It's almost like Cumberpatch. 10 different games in one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're here. We're back from, uh, we're back from Christmas break. Um, it's a new year on the show. It's a new hundred episodes. We're in the 200s now. It's crazy. 200. 200 episodes. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all like kind of six. So we're all going to sound super gravelly. So that's fun. So you know, if you hear it, a little oh, gravelly, a little watery. I'm gonna try not to. I'm gonna try not to like uh, sneeze or cough and stuff on the show here. But you know, you just have to deal with my with my voice. But if you're still listening by now, I'm sure you've dealt with it before. But we're live on Twitch also, and you know, if anybody wants to comment on our list, we will talk about it, of course, on the show. So if you hear us mentioning comments and stuff, that's what that's all about. But yeah, let's start. I figured that we do since this is our first one back from Christmas. We'll talk about I don't know Christmas gifts that we got, uh, any sort of video game related type stuff like that. Um, I'll I'll go first. I actually don't have a whole lot because mostly what I've been playing is the stuff off the 2019 top 10 list, of course. So I'm not going to get into that yet. But I did uh, end up with a couple. Uh, I, I got a twenty dollar uh, eShop gift card from from Jess's brother. Tim for for Christmas, so thank you. Um, I also got a fifty dollar gift card from John. Thank you. So I, so I ended up with seventy dollars on my eShop. So that's pretty. It's pretty cool. Uh, I ended yeah. up getting. Uh, I got what was it? I got Jackbox Party Pack Four with it, and we actually played it way too much to the point where I need a big break from it because because yeah. <laughs> because we played well we. Uh, I actually was a big fan of Fibbage 1, the Jackbox Party Back 1, just because just the fact that you can play it with multiple people and you can use uh, your phones to play it with and you don't have to worry about controllers and stuff. And uh, and I like that one so much. Like We like playing Fibbage 1 so much that I was like, well, let's see what other ones are on there. So I bought the one that had Fibbage 3 on it, which is pretty cool. And there's also a game on there called, uh, it's called like You versus the Internet. or No, it's called Surviving the Internet. And that actually kind of became like my favorite game on there. But we played it so much that I got kind of really tired of it by the end. But uh, yeah. we we played it a lot at uh, at, at Jess's brother's house. And then uh, my sister and my nieces came over for uh, 
for New Year's Eve. So I spent New Year's New Year's Eve with them, and we played the shit out of it. New Year's Eve, like to the point of like where I was kind of tired of it, <laughs> where I just run yeah. out. I'd run out of singers by the end of the night. I wasn't fun anymore, you know. But the it's a it's a fun game. But I yeah, I only played like two or three matches of it the time I played. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Uh, we'll have to play the internet one whenever whenever you're here because I think it's pretty cool. It's basically the internet one. They'll basically ask you something. They'll tell you they'll they'll tell you a thing and they want you to comment on it, and then your comment will get sent to somebody else in the group, and they'll actually make up a title for that comment, and then everybody reads it, and whichever one whichever one people think is thinks is the funniest one is the one that they vote for, and that's basically how that game works. So it can be a lot a lot of fun if you uh you know if you have the right people in there who can who can make some good jokes about stuff, but they'll like they'll ask you like hashtag things or they'll ask you to like make up GoFundMe companies and stuff like that. And the whole premise of it, 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 it kind of, it's supposed to look like a PC, like desktop from the nineties. So it has like really funny looking low poly stuff. And there's all these random ads that'll pop up and stuff like that. So it's very much like, you know, playing into that type of thing. And it ends with like a picture that you'll, that you'll basically comment on. And uh, yeah, and that's how it works. So the, that's how we play it. That's what we played the most. And also got the Jackbox party pack one as well. Yeah, you got the first so, one, which I, yeah. we played a lot of that too. But uh, it, it kind of was starting to get to the point where we were getting the same. I was running into a lot of the same questions on Fibbage again, so I was oh, ready yeah. for I was ready for a new Fibbage because that was the one that I played the most out of that. Out of that was the Fibbage one. But we we, uh, we played a lot of you don't know Jack. Oh, yeah, it's a classic. I just love that game. Yeah, we we, um, we 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 tried playing that. I just I don't understand the way it works, so I kind of kind of suck at it. We played it one time. To get like I don't know I don't know the rules so I kind of didn't do very well because some of it goes so fast that if you don't know what you're doing, you won't get any points. There was like a million of those, weren't there? Well, there's a million there of a them on Switch. Yeah, I think they came with they started coming with PCs back around like late '90s or 2000. So I think everybody had them. As of that, they went away for a bit, but yeah. No, I mean um, they're they're still. I mean I don't think they really went anywhere because they still have a new one like every year. It feels like, or maybe a couple. Because there's six of them on Switch right now. Yeah. Like, I just looked into them, and the, yeah, there's, like, Jackpack Party Jack Party Pack Part 6, like, just came out. And I see people, like, people are playing it at the Twitch meetup that I went to, so it's still a thing. And I know they yeah, do a lot. Actually, I talked to two people just randomly who also bought it this year, so I guess a lot of people were jumping on the Switch sale. Yeah, yeah, they were all, they were all on sale. All, all of the versions were, so. Yeah, I bought mine. Mine was 15 marked down from, like, 20 or 30 or something. I don't remember. But I bought the first one for ten, and yeah. then the, the game that we played by far the most was Drawful. Like, yeah, Drawful's we, fun. We too. loved Drawful. That was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, Drawful's cool. That's the one where you like, uh, where you'll you basically all of you draw a picture, and and you'll like try to guess what the picture is, and it's right. and it's kind of similar to Fibbage, where if somebody like picks your your thing that you thought it was, you get points for it. It actually yeah, so reminds you draw the picture, and then. It says, "What is this?" For yeah. the other players to guess what it is. Yeah, on their own, and then it's almost like the other players come up with the multiple choice answers. Yeah, that's how fi- that's the other a- players vote on the answers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the same as that's how Fibbage works. Like Fibbage was yeah. my favorite one because of that. Because it's basically they ask you a question, you make up answers that you think that you think, and those end up being the other choices that aren't the the true one. And if you and if you you know somebody answers your answer, you get points for it. And also, you can just go crazy with it and just be funny, and you can get you can get points for it in Fibbage three, but not one where they give you some extra points just for 
getting likes and all that. But yeah, no, the Drawful, Drawful one kind of reminds me of a, a game that we call uh, Tits in a Box. It's a game that uh, Whoa. that just that just plays uh, with their friends at, on Thanksgiving. But it, it basically you like you write down a you write down a sentence on a piece of paper and you like fold it into like eights or something, and you and you pass it to the next person. They draw a picture of that sentence, and you know mm-hmm. then then you pass it to the next person. They write what they think that picture is, and then and the next person draws a picture of what they you know. And it's kind of like. It's kind of like a telephone, but with like pictures okay. and and pictures, the yeah. sentences, and Drawful is kind of like that, but like smaller, you know, where it's like one picture and everybody's describing it, but w- but the way to describe it is all kind of the same, you know. It, I mean, depending on you how good the, on how good the picture it's is. In the box. I have no idea why it's called "It's in a Box." <laughs> they just call it that. I don't know. Maybe just I, just can uh, come on the show sometime and explain it. I don't know. I don't know why I they like call Drawful. it that. <laughs> I like Drawful so much that I actually went and bought Drawful too as well. Is it is it different from the other one? Because I thought about buying it also, but I wasn't sure if it was because they had the same icon on the front, so I wasn't sure if it was a different game or not. The big difference is that you can use two colors, so it helps to helps you to tell what the drawing is a little oh, bit more. Okay, and then you can also create your own matches. Like I can I can create an entire game myself, and then later you know play it with other people. Oh, so, so that's you, the big difference, yeah. So you can like change the rules, like customize it. Well, like you you can come up with with all the prompts, basically. Like you can write down, draw a giraffe doctor or whatever you want. Oh, okay. Right? Oh, that's cool. So yeah, yeah. so you can uh, yeah, so you can make your own game, customize yeah. it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I thought about getting that just to you know have another one because it was on sale. I wasn't on sale for like three bucks or something like that. It wasn't Four very bucks, expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that sale is probably. Sailed by now, I think but it goes until the fourth. <laughs> oh, okay. So I can so, I can pick it up the next couple yeah. minutes. Yeah, yep. true. I mean, it's well, it's the fourth now here. I don't know how that. Sometimes it goes later than midnight. I don't know what time zone it goes by. But yeah, we, but yeah, we played a lot. We played a lot of that game of uh of that uh, checkbox. I almost said tits in a box again. But yeah, jackbox stuff. <laughs> there, there's a there's a game on the um. Both sound dirty. There's a game on Jackbox Part Four that has a. Uh, there's a drawing game in that called Civ- called Civic Doodle, is what it's called, and you basically it'll like give you like one little drawing and you add to it, and two people draw on it on the same time and you know you'll vote for which one you like the best and then it keeps going and going and going like that, and in that one you have like nine different colors that you can use so there is a lot of extra stuff you can do on that so we played that one as well but I think that one and the internet one's the best one on there. There's a really weird one called like called like monster monster meets monster or whatever and you have to like flirt with each other and like try to date each other and it's like so weird to play with your friends like it's because all you're really doing is texting each other and try and like hitting on each other through your with your phones and it's really bizarre <laughs> we it's tried, like a first date game we tried a, like a party game we tried playing it like with me and jess and her friend ian and it was just it was just weirdly awkward and we just it kind of like froze in the middle and we and we quit out of it, and we're like, we don't have to play that one anymore. We're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it was. They use that for like a mixer or something. Yeah, for like a singles party or something. <laughs> it's weird though, because like other ro, because like uh, computer players will come in and they'll be like, "Do you want to date the robot that's in here?" and like stuff like that. So it's it's strange. And then there'll be other ones that'll and you have different powers that you can use. Like if somebody rejects you, you can take like halfway their way half their life and stuff like that. But it's a weird game. But yeah, no, yeah, we played a we played a lot of that. 
that was the that was the first thing. I ended up buying that because we had a big party coming over and a lot of people like really enjoyed it. And what's cool about the Fibbage is like you actually you you know, you can play with eight people, but actually if you have more than eight people, they can actually play it as well. They can come in and be audience and they can add more um more like multiple choice options to it as well. So you can play with up to like twelve people on there. That's like, cool. like even not even, and it, I think I think we got to the point where we al- where we almost broke the game because we had so many phones like connected to it at once, where it was starting to get a little where it was where sometimes it wouldn't fully connect like right at the right time. Also, like the also the internet signal was a little weird, like in that space that we were playing. But yeah, it was it got a it was a big hit. Like everybody really liked it and all that. And that's what I, I do. Did. I do like that. It just lets you use your controllers because that makes it accessible to anybody. Yeah, use your phone. So phones, you, yeah. so yeah, so you can. And some of them, some of them do. Like you can play with like 15, like sixteen people. I think with the there's like a bracket one where you just where you make up names and you vote for like one one or another like for for like whatever question it asks you. And I think you can play that with sixteen people. So I wish they did that with more games. Like imagine just like poker, like te- Texas Hold'em. That'd be great. Yeah, or like games uh, that everybody knows and they can jump into. Or yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like that one game. Settlers uh, of Catan would be. That yeah, would be yeah, good. that one. Yeah, Catan. That's what I was gonna say. Because that is on there, but it's not. But there's no way to play it like two people in the same room. You have to have two different systems, and all that. It'd be great if you could. There was a article recently that said the Jackbox Party games are some of the best games of the decade, and in my couple hours of playing the one that I have, I I think I might have to agree. You know. If I had played it before with my games of the decade list, maybe I would have put it on there. Yeah, there. Uh, it I feels mean, like the excitement of the Wii a little bit, like Wii Sports back in the day. It also feels like something like um, Wario- Cards Against Humanity or something like that. That was yeah. really really fun the first time you played it with you know a group of people and. Except for it's like, except it's a lot more creative. You actually get to create, like, write your own. Well, stuff. I agree, but I'm just thinking of what it reminds me. Like, oh sure, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 cool. It's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun. It even reminds me a little bit of WarioWare in some ways. Like there were some oh, weird there were some weird WarioWare where games on smooth moves that were kind of like that. So, but yeah, no, it's a really good really good party game, and it's great for people who don't even play games, you know, because they right. everybody knows how to type shit on their phone or draw badly or whatever. So right, like my mom, the day after we played it, she said, "Oh, let's play it again." Yeah, you know, my mom, sixty seven, doesn't play video games. Why don't yeah. play the game again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was ready to. My mom was ready to buy it, and like my sisters were going to buy it. And yeah, she was thinking about buying a switch. She actually said, "How much? Are, how much is a switch?" <laughs> wow. we, I mean, you can get yeah. it on Steam or on your phone or whatever. You don't have to uh-huh. get. And it's the fun thing about you don't even really need a TV that much. Like we played this game at Jess's grandma's house with like no phone, just on the just on the tabletop switch because you don't really have to look at the screen because it tells you everything you need to know on your phone. So it's like mm. you don't really need. You don't even really need a TV for it. I think the screen just adds to the spectacle of it all. Yeah. Making it feel more like you're in a giant game show. Sure. I mean, well, I guess like the the options, well, the options will be on the TV, but they also are on your phone because how else would you pick them? So it's, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need it if you, if you have a a place where you want to play tabletop, not necessarily everybody needs to see it. So yeah, I played it this past Halloween at a friend's house for, at a party and, um, they just had their PC set up in their living room with the monitor on the wall. So, I mean, it was pretty much a console, yeah. but they were just running it off Steam. Yeah. My, my mom just got a PS4, so I was like, we, you know, I was like, you can get it on PS4. You can get it on anything. It's on everything. You can even play it on your phone. 
or whatever. Well, she <laughs> probably wants to play Far Cry Five too. <laughs> yeah, right. Why she got a PS4? Yeah, they've never played. I mean, I, I I set up the PS4 for them because it was just like sitting in the basement, like in a box. Like they bought it at a Black Friday, and I, and I came there at Christmas, and it was still in the box. I'm like, are you guys going to play this ever? <laughs> so I I was I was, basically, I was like, do you want me to set it up? Because you, you guys never set it up or anything. And, Did and she I had, play games, or was it something that she wanted to buy for? Like, I think come over or, or what? I think they. I don't know. Her like my stepdad, I guess, wants to try to play a Madden game or something, but he like doesn't really play mm. games, and he never really ever did. Mm. But I got him a pinball game because he plays a lot of pinball. You know, whenever it's red, whenever it's available. But but I yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I guess I guess they wanted to have like um, to be able to access like Netflix and stuff like that. And plus, I got Disney Plus for my mom for Christmas. Oh, but I and I yeah, also use Blu-rays too. And I ended up uh, ended up getting them a Chromecast also because they didn't know what one was and they really needed one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to tell them, I was like, "Dude, Chromecast like that changed changed my life, man." You need you it's need a great one. gift. I got one for my parents a couple years yeah. ago. I, I was going to get it a couple years ago, but I was like, "Oh no, you already got streaming stuff on your on your TV." But but it doesn't really work very well. Like they have like a smart TV and a smart Blu-ray player, but you can't get like Disney Plus and like all these other streaming things that are on there. Like my like my stepdad has like ESPN Plus, you know, so he pays extra to get all these like college basketball games and stuff, but he can only watch it on like his laptop, you know, he so so you know, so I showed him how he could watch it through the Chromecast and it just like blew his mind, you know, that, that you could like play anything off of your phone on the TV. They just weirdly enough, they had never seen it before, so it was a cool, it was a cool thing to get for them. I love the Chromecast. I, it's probably the best value to to use ratio of any electronic device I bought. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, I don't really, I don't really use anything off of a console anymore to watch stuff in in the main in the main living room where we watch stuff because like you don't have to. The only thing I do is I'll I'll do Amazon Prime off the PS3 because. If you want to buy stuff for that, you can't do it through your phone. You have to do it through, just so weird and stupid. But you apparently you can only do it through consoles if you want to like straight up buy or rent a movie or whatever through Amazon Prime. So I do that through PS3 or PS4. But but yeah, no, it's a cool thing. But yeah, I uh, recently got the uh, the uh, trial for Disney Plus. Yeah, and I and I haven't been able to get it to work on my phone. I don't know if maybe oh, my no. phone's not compatible with it. But because of that, I can't stream it through the Chromecast, which is annoying. So I've been running it through my PS4. It's fine. Uh, I thought it worked on everything. Well, for whatever reason, oh. I can't get it to work on my phone. Mm. They say it was going to be on Switch on launch day. Uh, they said it was going to be on Switch. I think the only way you can get it right now is if you get the Hulu bundle with it. Then you can yeah. play it. Because there's that uh, bundle where you get Hulu and ESPN and, and Disney for like 12 a month. You have to, you have to get that. Yeah, and it all goes through the Hulu app, so then you could use uh, it through okay. Switch. Oh, got it. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that's their like excuse for it, but they did say that it was going to be on Switch, and it isn't. I figured it would be its own standalone thing, you know. But whatever. But yeah, uh, we've said enough about Jackbox, right? <laughs> about Jackbox so. Party back for right now. So yeah, I got that. I did that with the uh, with my first uh, Switch money that I got. I, I jumped. I jumped on that just to, you know, to, just to donate to the party that was coming up, and then John and then John gave a, gave us the big one, which uh, I ended up getting 
end up getting Slay the Spire with with part nice. of that, and I still have a, I still have like twenty five bucks left on there that I'm just leaving cool. on there. Yeah, that was partly a, a wedding gift since yeah I didn't get a wedding gift. Sure, I didn't. You, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't get. A, I told Jess, you know, if she was anything, she was interesting in checking out. I could do it, but I also got because I had already gotten the Jack Party Packs, which was pretty much a game for all of us to play with the other one. I didn't feel that bad about getting about getting Slay the Spire, but yeah, I got that game. It's pretty cool. I was playing a. I was hanging out with uh, Ian, and he was playing. Um, what was it? Uh, that game that I had on my top ten list last year, which I can't remember. Dead Cells. <laughs> he was playing Dead Cells, and I was. I don't know. I was having an itch itch to play like a roguelike. So, so I went for Slay the Spire, and yeah, it's it's a cool game. It's basically an RPG if you took out all of the story and town stuff, and it's just all fights. It's so card which, based, right? Yeah, it's card based, but that that really doesn't bother me. It actually kind of. Uh, I mean, it's roguelike, so basically you'll start with a basic deck, you know, and you have different characters that you unlock as you go that have different properties, whatever. But, um, you, you know, you get, you get more cards every time you beat somebody. And you basically, you're basically kind of like, you pick like four different pathways and you get to choose where you go left to right. And, you know, you'll randomly run into like campsites where you can heal yourself. As far as I know, you can't heal yourself aside from that. You also run into merchants and stuff and like random stuff that you can interact with. Where it'll be like, oh, you found this like monster, or you found this hole. Do you want to put your hand in here? <laughs> like stuff. There's <laughs> one like that where it's like, where where it's like the you can put your hand in this hole that's gonna like bite you, but the, the more you put it in it, the higher chance you'll get of you'll get whatever's in there, whatever the whatever the prize is. There's stuff like that in there, but no, it's it's very much like a bare bones uh, RPG, you know, where you're where you're just fighting most of the time, and it's it's pretty cool. It, it works really quickly. I made it to like the second level. I made it through the first boss on it, but that's about as far as I've gotten. But I understand the appeal of it because it's it's really it's really quick and it changes every time and and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool from from what I've seen of it so far. I haven't really played that much. I think I played like maybe a couple hours of it. But yeah, it's 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 a card it's card based, but it doesn't feel I don't know it doesn't feel overly cardy. I mean, it's just like the cards are your are your moves, you know, like color splash. Like that all yeah. over again. So if you don't have to paint them before you, before you put them on people, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, I got that. But those are my two. I mean, those are my two new games that I got. Really, I mean, I got a bunch of new games because they were on sale. But I haven't really played any of them, so I don't really have much to. I just got them because they were on sale. Like I, I think I mentioned it in our Christmas episode. I got Axiom Verge and and uh, Sinking City and um, Alien Isolation. And I played a little bit of Alien Isolation, but. I played it handheld, and I wanted to play it on the TV because it looks so good. So I only played like a half hour of it, and then put it to the side. But that's what I've been playing so far. Oh yeah, and also I got new Joy Cons from from my mom for Christmas. So Thanks. I have I got the I got the purple and orange ones. So now I can officially do what I always wanted, and I can and I can do the uh, purple and green nintendo switch right here beautiful so this is always always the what i wanted to do so i can do that so hopefully this, you always want to do that because those are my two favorite colors for purple and green and i like the i like that color scheme it goes all the way back to the constructicons from transformers i always love the way purple and green look together was that not available color schemes that looks very splatoon no the splatoon is pink and green yep because that because i had i had the splatoon one and that's yeah that one's pink and green and my pink one died <laughs> my pink one got the drift, so it had to get axed. But yeah, no, I wanted purple and green, and now I have it. So, but yeah, I think I think that's it as far as uh, switch stuff for me for Christmas. 
Well, I'll kind of run through mine pretty quick here. Um, and uh, I'm going to hear a little bit more about this from John. Actually, you know what? I'll wait until John says his. Um, I also got a robot named Fight because every time that goes on sale in the eShop, somebody on Reddit's cents. like, get a robot named Fight. you got to get a robot <laughs> named Fight. It's an amazing game. Uh, it's fine. I mean, maybe I'll get into it eventually, but so far it just feels like kind of a uh, cookie cutter Metroidvania clone, except that it's a rogue. Yeah. Like, so I, uh, it's fine. I saw that you got it, and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And I saw it was ninety nine cents, and I looked into it a little bit, but yeah, it, it didn't really, it didn't really like. It goes on sale quite, quite often. Yeah. I guess I've seen it on the sales before, but. Uh, it was it was a gold coin purchase. I just was like, I want a game for whatever reason. I was just feeling impulsive, and I bought that. Sure. Um, I also picked up Graveyard Keeper. My friend's been recommending this game to me for months now. And let me let me tell you, Graveyard Keeper is weird. I I found something actually on the subject of that. Aren't there two games? Isn't there Grave Gravekeeper and Graveyard Keeper? Yeah, which is confusing. Yeah, because Gravekeeper <laughs> went on sale first. Yeah, and I got excited. Yeah, there's two different games. I was like, wait a minute, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple days later, I checked it, and Graveyard Keeper was on there. Yeah, because I, I I was looking through there, looking through the eShop trying to find it. I'm like, wait a second, there's two games on here that are like almost the same, Gravekeeper and Graveyard Keeper. Yeah, that's incredibly confusing. So far, though, I mean, I'm liking it, but. It's a game that definitely requires you to look online, just like Minecraft used to be back in the day, and I guess Stardew Valley to a certain extent if you're not wanting to bumble around. Um, Graveyard Keeper is probably the most of any of those that I've... Well, no, I guess Minecraft was a little, even a little more because there had been nothing like it before. But I played this game for several hours before I finally figured out how to make the most basic items that it took to craft stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there's just all these weird systems in it that the game will very briefly explain to you, but there's no like place to find a tutorial. Also, anytime like a a uh, NPC asks you to go on a quest for them, it'll just say it really quick. But then, I, as far as I can tell, it doesn't keep track of it anywhere. So you just have to be on top of it or take a screenshot or something. Because weird, yeah. Everything about this game is strange, but I can see it becoming appealing eventually it looks an awful lot like stardew valley um it seems like it's borrowed a lot of mechanics from that game but instead of you know just making friends with a town full of people you're like you're some kind of weird you're in some weird alternate dimension and you're running a graveyard and there's just a steady influx of bodies and you have to perform autopsies on them and bury them and you harvest resources from them the bodies themselves oh weird and uh that's all I really know so far. You do there is like character building, like as far as uh, you build your relationships with different people in town to get different missions, and it kind of seems like maybe there's sort of an, a good or bad character arc you can choose um, depending on who you al- align yourself with early on in the game. But I don't know for sure that's even a thing. It's just kind of what I'm gathering so far. Hmm. But yeah, graveyard keeper. I mean, keep uh, the graves. It's, it's like five or six bucks. <laughs> I say it's worth that if you like these sorts of uh, crafting, running around, grinding games as much as I do. Um, I also bought a PS4 game this week. Ooh. I picked up the Resident Evil 2 remake because I've been hearing so much about it. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, I, I know it was probably going to come to the Switch eventually. Maybe I don't everything know. Everything does. I don't know. I, I mean, it seems pretty graphically intense. I don't know. It I is. Mean, it's it's beautiful game. Yeah, um, I, I have it, it as beautiful yeah. as you know, rotting zombie faces can be. Sure. Well, I mean, they're going to get deal on because it's been available for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it came out last year, cheap. but I think it came out early last year. No, it came out this year. It came out this year, or well, last year. Yeah, That's technically, meant, it came out twenty nineteen. Um, it was. Uh, I think it was twelve ninety nine. Yeah, no, it's oh, wow. cheap. I got it. Was it, a real, for, it was a really good price. I got mine for thirty, I think, and that was when they were doing the the big PlayStation sale. When I bought, like, I bought Spider Man for twenty, also. So yeah, it's it, it goes on sale a lot. So I think, especially since I've been playing Disney Plus on my, I've been using Disney Plus on my uh, PS4. Then I saw that this game was on sale, like on a splash screen or something. I was mm-hmm. like, "What? I want to play that." And I mean, I haven't played very much of it, but I'm it not, looks yeah. great. It's it's hard, man. Like I tried One playing. That's looking games I've seen probably. Yeah, I, I played through the demo, like the one hour, like one shot demo that they mm-hmm. did. And I and I bought the game and I tried to play it, but I'm I wasn't I died died pretty quickly in it. Like I thought it was hard. Or maybe I just suck. <laughs> I don't know. Like I ran out of bullets really quickly. And it I got, is, oh and yeah, I, I ran out of really bullets quickly. very quickly. So yeah, it was almost immediate. I felt we'll like we'll see what happens. And then we'll I see died. How far I get. Yeah. Um. So far, I, I'm. I got to the, through the first big cinematic where you move to the second part of whatever the first mission is, and uh, then I quit. So I'm not very far at all. Last I checked, I still had no bullets, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I look forward to playing that off and on over the next couple of years, probably. Um, yeah, that, I do. I do. I never did play much of the first Resident Evil 2. So this is kind of fun. Yeah, um, I, I I had played the I played the 64 one before. Yeah, I had a 64. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when that one came out, I played because I was on that. I was on the gaming outsider and I. <laughs> And they were talking about it, and I actually made a point to play my 64, play uh, Resident Evil 2. To, and so when I came into it, I kind of had an idea where stuff was. But they, they've changed a lot. Like It's very much like the Resident Evil 1 remake, where a huge percentage of, percentage of it is different. But yeah, no, I hope it comes to Switch eventually. But it does look really, really good, and I don't know. They'd have to tone it down a lot, I'm sure. Not not in the violence department, but you know, in the graphics department. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, well, I guess that's all I bought this week. Um, I've been playing Witcher three a lot this week. Uh, I'm starting to really enjoy it Nuts. and really like feel the inclination to play it when yeah. I have the chance to. I've been, I've been playing it too, but I didn't want to talk about it cause it might be on a list somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is all I will mention for now. All right, John, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so I got a bunch of stuff. So included in my twelve, I said uh, I got the Jackbox Party Pick. So that, that's, that's why that's why I said technicality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did end up getting a lot of other stuff besides that. I got um, Starlink. Um, yeah, both of you, both of you guys got Starlink. You forgot yeah. to mention that, Jeremy. I, I forgot to mention that. something else too. But yeah, I'll mention it when John mentions the corresponding. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, but got, yes, we, we both did get Starlink. Yeah. Uh, it went down. I waited until after after Christmas. It went down to six bucks. I think and I think it's worth the right spot for me. I think it's worth that much for the toy. Uh-huh. I still don't think the game's good. <laughs> so I mean uh, yeah. So I, I think I'm curious to actually try it, because I remember trying it at 
E3 for five minutes or whatever. It's fun yeah, for five minutes. It's pretty cool. Uh, I had a weird, I had a weird memory in my head because I remember you talking about being there and being on the show floor, and I was mm. pl- and when Trey and I were uh, doing the bonus episode a while ago, a couple weeks ago. I t- I totally misremembered as though I were the one that had played it. Mm. I was like, <laughs> I remember. Well, not that I played it, but I rem- I thought that we had seen it at the first Switch event we went to. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, no way! No, that was yeah. when John was on the E3 show floor, yeah. and you actually got pictures of it and stuff for us yeah that's what happens when you do 200 episodes all your gaming memories just merge (laughs) yeah yeah we're a hive mind now we're all we were all experienced the same things um (laughs) but yeah no i'm kind of bummed out because i bought mine about a week before but i paid eight for it yeah but i mean i paid 30 so i'm the one who got the worst of the stick here (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i paid 30 on a black friday thing and i'm the one who hates it the most so I'm uh, I'm the one who got the bad deal here, uh, but I haven't even. Starlings. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't even really considered even opening it. Uh, I don't know when I would. Um, not that it looks particularly great in the box, but it's just as of now. Maybe when I move and I redo my office setup, eventually I'll bust it out. But the for now, I just <laughs> bought it because it was. I thought eight bucks for that. That seems like something I should do for that R wing. Yeah, the the toy is cool. I mean. There you go. <laughs> it's about the cost of an amiibo. Yeah, maybe even a little cheaper at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's way cheaper than amiibo. Amiibos are fifteen. Dude. I haven't actually picked it up yet. I I ordered it online just to make sure. I I don't want to chase around finding the Best Buy that had it. So it's going to come to that Best Buy on next Wednesday. I'll go pick oh, it up. Okay. So I haven't played it yet. But oh, so you you don't have it physically no, yet? I don't, I don't actually have. It, but I bought it. I ordered for through it, Best yeah. Buy. They gave me free shipping and sent it the next the very next day. Well, that's what that extra two bucks will do for you. Yeah, there you go. They'll send it, send it <laughs> to your house, yeah. Um, yeah, what else did I get? So, I finally got Saints Row the Third, the full package. Fuck yeah, yeah man. That game is awesome. It's a lot of fun. I'm I glad. I'm, points, so I ended up paying like $16 for it. Yeah, I'm glad you got it, because it's a good game. It's yeah, so, you've been really really buying that for a long time. I had, and $40 was still too much for me. I was trying yeah. to I was trying to push you on it because it is really good, and it's funny yeah. when you turn it on first. I'm sure you noticed that where it throws like 20 things at you because you have like yep. the because you have the ultimate version. So it's like boom, it boom, boom, takes like boom, two boom, to go through yeah. All the things that they fire at you. Hey, you got this. You got that. I haven't yeah. played the game yet. <laughs> yeah, no, they they totally do that because yeah, because it's as you get in most game of the year stuff. It's like oh yeah, by the way, you got this and this and this and this and this and this because we're giving you everything that was. It wasn't DLC, you know, when it was way back when, so. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far. I think I've put maybe six hours into it. Oh, yeah. Um, my favorite mission I've played so far is there's one where you're directing a movie. Or you're, you're, not, you're acting in a movie, rather. Oh, yeah, I played that one. Yeah. I thought that was really cool how it goes into a cinematic and everything. So so part of the game, if you haven't played the game, um it's obviously like, like Grand Theft Auto, but it's got its own unique personality in that you're crew of criminals is also like movie stars and they're celebrities basically with endorsement deals yeah i guess i and, guess i guess the story is after saints row 2 you guys blew up and now you're like yeah now you're like a household name i think is what the story so like, is you run around the yeah. city and and you see like advertisements with you and your crew on it like you know drink this soda and wear these clothes and whatever and like people will stop you in the streets like hey can i get your autograph and so it's it's the satire of Grand Theft Auto 
even turned up a few notches from there. It's very cartoony, very fun. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm loving it. It's definitely scratching that itch that I had for Grand Theft Auto on the Switch. I forget that what, that what was it, supposed to rhyme, but it did. What What is the reality show that you play where you like kill people? Do you, do you know oh, what I'm I talking got about? That part yet. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to do spoilers, but yeah, that that's its own kind of like missions that you do, and I forget. I forget what the show is called, but yeah, there's a show where like you, it's like a few Strichik show, like kind of like Death Race, like that type of thing, where yep. you know where you go is it with sh- that mascot. Yeah, it's called like I remember seeing videos. It, it's called like Brutalize or, or something like that, or it has it has a weird it has a weird name, but yeah, yeah, you basically go through and shoot people, and it's like a survival thing, and you have to get from one into another, and that's pretty funny too, because the you know because the announcers will talk about it and all that, but it's an actual televised show where you kill people. So, I mean, I always like that stuff, like the sci-fi, you know, the good hard sci-fi about about the people being desensitized to violence in the future and all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to trying all the rest of the game. I mean, there's so much to it. Um, I was just poking around with the cheat codes today. There's a cheat code where, like, when people die, they float up to heaven and... Um, another one, everybody walks around drunk and, <laughs> like... Uh, there's there's a lot to the game for sure, and at this point, for twenty bucks, if it's still on sale, to anybody who's watching live, you know, for the next twenty four hours, I would recommend go buying it for twenty bucks for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to do in it. And lots yeah, of even added, more so. honestly, at this point, I think the regular price was thirty bucks. I think that would be worth it. I think it, um, it, it was forty, but was it? it was forty uh, full price. But I think that's fine for all the stuff you get with it. Uh, I got another game, and this one actually came courtesy of Trey. He sent me Yakuza for the PS2. Yeah, I gave you a Christmas a, gift. I gave you a Nintendo game there because I because yeah. re- I remember you said you had a PlayStation Two, and we were talking about Yakuza and all that, and yeah. we were talking about getting Yakuza on the on the Wii U and all that, like Japanese. And I'm like, but but wait, no, you could just buy it for PlayStation Two because that's what it was originally on, and you want to play games in their original. You know, on the original, original system, system, so there you go. And I was interested in it because you said that it was like the next evolution of Shenmue, which I love Shenmue. Yeah. So I was excited to play this game. Unfortunately, I found out my PS2 doesn't work. Oh, fuck. Oh, so, yeah. oh no. So, yeah, I got this PS2 like about six or seven months ago from a coworker who just had a box full of stuff. Um, he like, he, he he does real estate and he took over this property that has, that had a bunch of stuff in it and Hey, you want this box of games? Sure. Mm. And so I never actually had even tried the PS2 until yesterday. I was like, oh, I'll give you Yakuza to try. Cool. And it doesn't actually load up. Oh, no. Like, and I checked it against another game, too. And the other game gets a little bit further, but then it cuts out. Oh, no. So I got to figure out what's up with the PS2. Mm. And well, that sucks. I'll hang on to it, and I'll wonder... How great Yakuza is until then. <laughs> well, I mean, PS2s aren't that expensive. You could probably get yeah. one for less than 40 I would think. Probably, but, I think but that so. sucks. Yeah, I thought I thought the yours was working. So I, I was so afraid. That. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I was like, I know you I know you got a PS2. So I was like, I'll just get it. But yeah, no, if I would have known it was broken, I would have got a different thing. But it is a great no, game. Okay. You know, but you did get me something else, playing. though. Yeah. You also got me. Super Mario Brothers the movie coloring book <laughs> oh, yeah. vintage. Well, it kind of like I, I ran into it at a at a local comic store by my mom's house, 
Okay. And uh, I don't know. I just, it's kind of become a running thing whenever I find a Super Mario Brothers movie thing. I'll get it, get it for John because you like, it. like the poster so much from Japan of it. So, yeah, I thought that was, actually, I was actually wondering if it was something that you got from Japan that uh, you waited till Christmas to send me. But this oh, is no. very cool. I like no, it. I found Do you it. Think I, I should open it and flip through it right now. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at it, so it's legit. Yeah, okay. But you can look at it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't actually opened it yet because I thought I'd do a live on bagging okay. or whatever this is. Sure. So we'll rip this tape open and take a look at the Super Mario Brothers, the movie coloring book, vintage with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins on the cover. Oh, I would yeah. guess this is the only coloring book featuring Bob Hoskins or John Leguizamo. Hey, man, uh, there, uh, there were probably Roger a lot Rabbit of... Probably yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there were probably a lot of Roger Rabbit coloring books out there. And probably Too Long so. Fu, Thanks for Everything, I think about a coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it should have. I don't know, you can get coloring books of anything right now. Like, it's... Uh, you know, I mean, Jess has American Gods coloring books, so it's... And, and like, yeah, uh, Game of Thrones it. ones, so, you know. Right on the opening there, there's that lovely Goomba, that non-Goomba, whatever that thing is, the tiny head. I, I wasn't, when after I when I bought it, I, I didn't look at it before I bought it, but I wasn't sure like whether it was going to be colored or not, but it's actually completely pris- completely pristine. Like there's, a, cra- a crayon has never touched it. Everything is all, yeah. is, is all like as it would be if you would have bought it today. So that's pretty It's like going through the story of the movie, like there's. Iggy and Spike, remember those guys from the movie? Yeah. Koopa's henchmen. Mm-hmm. They're going into the tunnel, and there they land in the uh, city and everything. Yeah, there's Dennis Hopper. Probably the only coloring book with Dennis Hopper. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, the Blue Velvet one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Texas Chainsaw Blue. Massacre Part yeah. 2, the coloring book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the wow, there's the lady that he dances with at the club. Yeah. Bertha? Big Bertha. Big yeah. Bertha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's awesome. Wow. I think that the detail in that coloring book is actually far better than I expected. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. it's pretty I think it's a quality color book. Coloring we definitely book. We, traced some stills or something. Yeah, we, we looked over it in our uh, Christmas bonus episode. Um, you know, just to add some extra time on there. <laughs> but <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, it's a pretty book. It's good. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, well, well, of- b- before you mention, um, I wanted to mention the gift Trey got me because I did forget that. I apologize. Oh uh, yeah, Trey. I just it got lost in the the glut of other stuff that I bought. But Trey, yeah, uh, Trey sent me a gift as well. He sent me uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, for the awesome. 3ds. I went. I went with non Switch uh, gifts this time this year, and I played my 3ds more than I played it in. Probably over a year. That's I've been good. Playing that fairly well, regularly. Well, I was really happy that you were that you liked Dragon Quest Eleven so much. So I wanted to buy you another Dragon Quest. You know because it feels incredibly familiar. Because this because the series is the very symptoms and stuff. Yeah, the series is really good. And I was like, I was like, well, fuck it. I should just, you know, I thought about getting you seven because I really like seven. And I was like, but no, I'll just get eight because eight is the most like eleven. They're very yeah. they're very similar, so I thought it would be an easy one for you to get into because you already know the way eleven works, you know. Yep. And so yeah. far, you're right about it. Yeah. The only thing that's weird is the nub. I'm not used to using the nub. <laughs> yeah, the in nub. Other games, like, <laughs> because I got the uh, new 3ds after that, I had bought like Majora's Mask and stuff. Yeah. 
So I've never really tooled around too much with that nub, but it's it's a little weird to get used to it. Yeah. Um, it, at least it's, I mean, for a game like Dragon Quest, it's 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 okay, you know. But but if you're trying, right, you don't really need it too much unless yeah. you really are trying to run away from a random encounter. Sure, which but, you can't. Which you can. I have had it happen a couple of times where the camera caused me to end up getting into one when I didn't want to. Yeah. But I think I'll get used to it eventually. It's just that nub works differently. It's not. Yeah. And and by and it's by not di- sliding. It's just responding to pressure. I was just saying, and by differently, you mean not well or not, not as well. well. Really. It works fine for what it is, but yeah, compared to a analog stick, like compared. I mean, to it's the Switch, a game like, system, not a ThinkPad. I, I don't yeah, know. it's it's weird. I mean, try. I, I was saying it works okay for stuff where it's just camera movement, but but if you ever try playing a first person shooter with that thing, it just it just not. It just does not work. Like I really tried. I tried playing that Moon game uh-huh. that I bought, and I really liked it with using the extra because I bought the second analog stick for the old 3ds the circle pad pro yeah the circle pad pro and that worked well but with the nub i just i couldn't do it i just could not play it as well it, it's really hard to do with the first person shooter so which is a shame because the the circle pad pro doesn't work anymore and i think i ended up selling it when i sold when i traded the original 3ds to for the new 3ds so so that sucks but aside from the nub i think it's a pretty good looking game you know and oh, it's, it looks great and yeah. uh it really did give new life to my 3ds personally because I just I I was holding it, you know. I took it with me on the bus a couple of times. It was just like, wow, it's so small compared to the Switch. Like it's so much more portable. Like kind of that ex- same oh, yeah, experience yeah. you were having with the Game Boy Advance recently. Like, sure, I could just bring this with me. I don't need to bring the Switch. And so I've been doing that a lot because it just folds right up and fits in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's it it's so much more portable. I mean, it's. And my coat have, pocket, not like my jeans pocket, but you know what I mean. And you have the small one too, right? You don't even have the X, yep. the XL, so it's even easier. It's basically like carrying around the Switch screen, but like less than that even. So super, super duper. It's portable. great. So yeah, thanks, Trey. Uh, I will probably play all the way through that eventually. I hope so. Well, I wanted to continue on the pathway of Dragon Quest games because they're very good. You know, you should play. You should play all of them. I think that I think they're all great. But I felt that like that was a good gateway drug to go from eleven to eight because yeah they're very similar. Agreed. Very nice. Um, when I was out doing my Christmas shopping, I wandered into a Five Below and I found two more Animal Crossing amiibo. Oh god! <laughs> so I got you got the Captain. Uh, yeah, I got Captain. I got Mister Rossetti. Nice. Captain's so, the coolest. Yeah, these were five bucks each. Great deal. Um, That's too great. It's two great characters. Two great. And, you know, uh, Mr. Rossetti, I was, like, being a little particular in the store because there were some issues with some of the other ones. Like, nose? <laughs> particularly about his nose. Like, his nose, if you look at the character, like, it's sort of a gradient. There's, like, a dark tip of the nose, and then it, there's a gradient back to the, to the brown. And those were, like, all over the map hmm. as far as the quality. And so I actually I had to, I looked up a picture of Mr. Rossetti <laughs> to see which one was the best one. <laughs> oh sure. And this was the best one that I got here. Um Do you want to do a, a, an unboxing or do you want to move it along? What do you think? Uh I mean it's up to you. You can unbox them if you want. Let's unbox them. Okay. All right. We'll do Mr. Rossetti first. All right. The prophecy is complete. We've all unboxed Amiibo. That's right. The podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't get any new Amiibo over Christmas. I, I'm good for now. 
<laughs> Alright, there's Rossetti. This is the one that I wanted the most. I think he's my favorite Animal Crossing character. Um, nice gradient on that nose. Yeah, it's a beautiful gradient. Look at that. Is a I haven't looked, but is Animal Crossing available for pre-purchase yet on the eShop? I don't think New so. New Horizons. I I, 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 I I put it on my calendar. It's the same week of when we get to vote for uh, when Illinois gets to vote for the primary. So, oh, nice. so you get you get the primary and then you get Animal Crossing. Thankfully, Animal Crossing is after the primary, so you can still go vote. You know, you won't be like entrenched in New Horizons and all that, but. But but I, I marked it on my calendar, so I would I marked Animal Crossing, not voting. But you know I'm gonna do both. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. It's you know it's like less than less than three months away. About so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. get I'm getting into the Animal Crossing hype train here. I'm getting hyped on it. Me too. Time. Yeah, actually, on that note, there was the the um, little thirty second commercial that came out this week. Did you guys see that? There was the Japanese I, I commercial. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually put out an English version too. Okay. Yeah, so the the hype train is moving for Animal Crossing. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about it getting delayed anymore. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I didn't learn much from it, but I'm 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 excited. I mean, I've been excited since. I mean, yeah, since it turned 2020. Like I sent Jeremy a Happy New Year text, and you sent me a you sent me a GIF of uh, of the villager dancing. So, or Mm -hmm. villager with his gloves on from uh, (laughs) from Smash Brothers. So. (laughs) <laughs> so he's ready, ready to rock, ready to beat, beat up 2020. <clears throat> the other things that I got, I got Wii U games. Oh, nice! I got Pikmin, Pikmin three, yeah, and I got Smash for Wii U. Nice, wow! So yeah, Pikmin three, I I picked that up. Yeah, uh, Pikmin three is good. Christmas shopping. Have you played it? Ago. Yeah, I love it. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it very much reminds me of. Chibi Robo. I know that Chibi Robo came after the, the original Pikmin, but yeah. it's kind of like again scratching that itch for. Well, a you game played. That I, I wanted for a long time. You, you played Pikmin one on my GameCube. Like I remember, I did, and I deleted your save file back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. It's fine. It's fine though. Uh, yeah, no, but no, Pikmin's a great game, and and I was gonna say like you got one up on Jeremy because didn't you never ever open your Pikmin, Jeremy? Your Pikmin three. It's still sealed. You should open it, dude. It's a good game. I've been saying. Well, I played it. the demo. Been saying it for two hundred episodes here. <laughs> that Pikmin Three is a good <laughs> game. It's a great game. Yeah, I, I beat I beat that game. But no, it's yeah. Those games are awesome. I I still think I, I like Pikmin Two better. I think Pikmin Two is a little bit bigger, but I love both of them. I think they're both great. And if Pikmin Four ever comes out on Switch, that would be really cool. It'd be really cool to see another Pikmin game. Those games are that's always when fun. I'll open up my P- Pikmin Three. If if the Pikmin four ever happens, Pikmin 4. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I almost wish they would just re-release Pikmin two. Like Pikmin two was so much fun because because I had what they called was the dungeons in there where you could basically go underground and there was like this uh, this whole like dungeon area with your characters where the time wouldn't pass under there and 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 they would you would get pick up all these other random things aside from stuff for for your ship. You could also pick up like. You know, like Nintendo controllers and stuff like that, and all this other weird shit in that one, and, and it had two player and a bunch of other stuff. And I think Pikmin Three actually has some had some DLC at one point, and it even has like extra missions that that take place in places that aren't like planets or whatever that you can just do as a co op and all that stuff. So, and I you I can still get those. 
And you can do it, and you can do it all with your stylus. Also, I remember that you could play the whole thing on the controller with just a stylus. That was a DLC that they added later. So there's wow. a bunch of different ways to play it. You know, you could play with the with the Wii remote, like with the classic controller, or like with the stylus on, on the on the on the Wii board. So or on the you know screen. Yeah, I really like it. It's very charming, very Nintendo game, and I'm gonna play through the rest of it for sure. As for Smash for Wii U. You know, I bought it basically just to uh, certain games you have to have if you mm-hmm. own the system, and this is one of them. I yep. played it just for an hour today, and I can't imagine that I'll really go back to it very much, just because Ultimate is so great. Yeah. You know? But um, I've got it. Yeah. It's more. It's more like all those years that I wanted to get it. Okay, now I finally got it. That's it. If if you want to play something that's a little bit less than Ultimate, you could do that. Because, <laughs> well, because it's missing a lot of the Ultimate guys because they ended up de- being DLC. So like you're not you're not going to have like Bayonetta. You're not going to have Cloud. You're not going to have like Ryu. Like a lot of the ones that they added at the end of Wii U, they're they're not going to be on there unless you bought them. You know, so right. And then both of these part of the reason that I bought them is that the cases were in such great condition. And I know that anytime I could go on eBay or wherever online and order any game, yeah, you know. But you, that's always like a crapshoot as far as you don't know if the box is going to be damaged or even mm. if the disc is going to be scratched. Sure. But these were sitting on the shelf, both looking like almost like new. So, and actually, Smash went down in price. It used to be twenty five bucks, but it was down to eighteen. So mm. I had to do it. Where Where did yeah. you Where did you find it at? And how much was it? Both were at GameStop. Oh, okay. And how much yes. were they? Um. Yeah. Smash was eighteen, and then Pikmin was. 15. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured they'd be around like 20 bucks or less. So that's good. Nice pickup there for sure. Yeah. And then the last things that I got, I actually don't have with me, but I got Christmas gifts for my uh, niece and my nephew. I got my niece a little stuffed Bowser because he loves Bowser. Um, and he always plays Bowser for Smash. And, and the other thing I got, these are really cool. These are uh, Nintendo teethers for my, my niece, who's a year and a half old. Um, yeah, and so it's a a little NES controller and a little Game Boy. Mm. They're like little silicone things that the baby can hold and kind of chew on. Yeah, actually, uh, she loved them. Tim, Tim, uh, Jess's brother, he has the same one for his kid, for for our, our nephew. So he has that same uh, NES teether. It's kind of so, like accessorizing so, your kid. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I've seen that. I was like, John had that. So yeah, mm-hmm. saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. So it was a pretty good Christmas. Cool. I think I think the only video game stuff I got for my for my uh family, I got a uh, was it I I got I got Overcooked 2 for my for my uh, nephews, my my step nephew and and niece. I got I got them that cuz they could all play it together. Four player. And what else did I buy? I, I bought I bought a capsule like a Splatoon capsule for for my nephew Wyeth. He got that. And also, I got T-shirts from Super Potato for my nieces and nephews, and like a Japanese shirt. So, cool. and another Japanese shirt with like Lucky Cats on it for for my other for my other niece. But yeah, stuff like that. But if that's so just actual Super Potato shirts, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Super Potato. It has it has a potato guy on it. Cool. It's a Super Potato. Yeah. So, Super Potato T-shirts, which is, that was pretty cool because that place is cool, and that was. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I can just get this. And I got that for a couple of them. Plus, like, I got multiple capsules for one of my niece nieces as well. Just bought her a whole bunch of capsules, capsules to open, and we just didn't open them. So she got a bag full of capsules, which is fun. But yeah, if you guys are, if that's 
it for our opening, our intro here. We can take a break and get into our top ten. Sounds, Sounds good. good to me. All right, cool. <laughs> What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday, and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Okay, it is that time of the year where the where last year has left us, and we are in the year 2020. Whoa. Got our 2020 vision right here wow. for our top 10 2019 games. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a disclaimer here on on my own here. I, I feel like I have to do this for anybody who's going to be upset about my own choices. I just I'm just going to say that 2019 was a hell of a year and I could probably I could have easily done a top 25 if I wanted to just because there were so many fucking games that came out last year and there might be a couple in there that you think should be in there that aren't in there and I'm just saying it's not because I think they're bad games it's just because they weren't necessarily my favorite games of the year. That's kind of how I feel too. Um I definitely could have at least done a top 20 based on what I bought. And when I went through my and I finally finalized my top 10 list, I just feel guilty about some of the stuff that's not in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like I, I just wanted to say up front, like I'm by no means like any of the games that came out that were maybe big ones that didn't make my list. It's not because I think they're bad games. I just there were just other games that I played more or that I just liked better. 
that's it. You know, they would probably be high in the top, uh, you know, they'd be above 20 or whatever in my, in my top 20 list. So that's kind of where I'm at. And, and I didn't necessarily beat all the games that are on there, you know, which it's hard to, I rarely ever do for these lists, but I tried to base it on the time that I had with the game that I actually, the time that I played the game and the enjoyment that I got from that. So that's kind of what I tried to go with for it. So just to give, just to give kind of a rough idea of how my list is, you know, and why blank isn't, isn't in there or something like that. I figured I'd put that at the beginning just as a warning for anybody, anybody who's going to get mad about my choices or whatever, you know. But yeah, I, I figure we'll do the same point system as we did before, where, you know, 10 through 1 are, are, are flipped. So 10 gets 1, 9 gets 2, so on and so forth. And whatever game ends up getting the highest points in the end will be Nintendo Main's official game of the year, which I, I have like- a good idea. If I was a betting man, I, I think I could probably bet on what's going to be the big game of the year. But I won't last say year, anymore about that. Well, last year it was the Messenger, was the one that we a game I never beat, but that yeah. I did enjoy a lot. But it plays it plays rather highly on all of our lists, so that's where that was. But yep. I think there's one game in particular that might be really high on two of our lists that might end up getting it. Actually, there's probably a couple, Ooh. but but we'll see. That's that's some uh, little preview there. But I'm actually kind of excited about how much our list will be different this year. Oh yeah, they're going to yeah. be totally different. Well, I think so because there were so many. I mean, we all have our tastes. Yeah. yeah, and they're also like, you know, every like the first year, you know, we cut out like Zelda and Mario because those were our favorites, and then and then last year, I think I was the only one that cut out Smash Brothers, but <laughs> it's fine, <Nah>. you know. <laughs> but it, but it's but our our lists our lists are definitely going to be way different because there's going to be stuff that. Or I, I know all of our lists are going to have games that aren't on the other people's lists for sure. So, you know, because of how the different, you know, just, and, and 2019 was such a huge, huge, you know, so many games came out and so many games that I like came out. It was the RPG king of years for yeah. sure. I think it, it was, was. The, it was the king of RPG years, which is awesome. Even to the point where I wanted to, I did, I did want to give some honorable mentions before we get into the regular stuff. Some stuff that didn't make my list, but I wanted to mention anyway that were that were really cool. Just be because. better to do that afterwards. So do we it, just I like so. do I do it after? Right, okay. The suspense. Yeah. Okay. In, we'll, in case we'll do you it your honorable mentions, got it. Others' favorites. Let's do that. Okay. Well, then I won't. I won't mention my honorable mentions yet because there are there are some ones that just ones that I that I know you wouldn't you wouldn't mention that I don't think you guys are mentioning that I wanted to just hey, don't think you know what I mentioned all right <laughs> I mentioned what I want to mention you mentioned whatever you want to mention all right who want, how do we want to start like uh who's going to do 10 first I can do I mean I can start yeah, we, we do start? it in our normal order try Jeremy John okay all right number 10 all right so my number 10 game just because I always have to have a fucking obscure game on my number 10. My number 10 is Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Ooh, all right. Which was that uh, Which was that amazing game, which I played through twice, which I don't ever do that on any game. It, it was that awesome indie game made by a kid, and his dad did all the artwork for it. We have talked about it a bunch of times on the show. Uh, it's basically about a kid living in, living in Japan who has a gang with him. You can kind of run around and beat people up. Like uh, Double Dragon style, uh, but also River, City, style. River yeah. City Ransom style, and and you can go to school, you can uh, get good grades, you can work at a, you can work at a movie store, you can go train, you can learn different moves, you can go to the bar, 
You can go. You can go play uh, video poker. If you make enough money, you can buy yourself a Famicom system. There's just like so much you can do in this game. That's what I liked about it. And you don't really even have to go to school if you don't want to. Like, there's no real requirement to do anything. the The one big like the one big negative I had on it was that no matter what you do, you get the same ending. Which that which I kind of wish there were multiple endings. But the game was so much fun to play that I went through it again so I could get up, get enough money to buy all the extra stuff that I couldn't get the first time because I didn't understand how to like. Make and you know do better in grades and get and get a scholarship and get money through that and all that. And there's a smoking button, which is awesome. Every game should have a smoking <laughs> button. But no, it's so much fun. You can just like you can just run to the end of the pier and just like sit on the pier and smoke cigarettes and watch the sun sunset. Like you can you can do all this shit, you know. Or you can just like hang out in your room. You can sleep all day. Like you can pet cats. You know, there's a cat that like hangs around your apartment that you can pet. <clears throat> you can start fights with other gangs, which actually kind of le- leads to like side stories and stuff like that. Like gangs you're not supposed to be fighting with, who are like on good terms with you, stuff like that. It was just it was just a blast to play, and I and it's still like on my top. I think it's like maybe on my third or fourth like level of most played games. Like when you check it out on your Switch, so wow. it, it it had a big effect on me, and and, he, and I even got to talk to the to the guy who made the game, who only speaks Russian. I was able to talk to him on Twitter, so that was kind of cool. You know, I actually told him that I liked the game, and he told me. You know, it told me like <clears throat> that there wasn't multiple endings, but and I tried to get him on the show, but he didn't speak English, so he couldn't come on the show. But, but yeah, that was one that just kind of stuck with me, and I have very fond memories of it, and I think it's a very cool game. It's definitely a very, very different game, also, and it was different than anything else I'd really played, so it kind of really resonated with me, and I still think about it. So, yeah, I got to try it a bit too when you were over here, and it yeah. was different than I thought it was going to be. It's not necessarily all action. Like, you know, uh, River City Ransom or Double Dragon, there's more like somber and melancholy moments to it, like just hanging out on the roof. Oh, yeah. No, a lot lot of it is. And the soundtrack is super, like, melancholy, which I really like, too. And, yeah, sometimes you can just chill with your boys or you can go have ramen down the street at the, you know, whatever, at that store. There's a couple restaurants you can go to. You can talk to the waitresses there and stuff like that. Or you can can just hang out and talk talk with your schoolmates about Gundam and stuff like that. It's, It's pretty cool. So I had a lot of fun with it, and it's yeah, it's very, very, very unique game, and I felt like it deserved a spot on my top ten games of the year. All right, well, kind of in a similar sort of thing, wanting to put a little something a little weird on here that I really, really liked. Gato Roboto. Gato Roboto. Oh, all right. right, that falls in at my number ten. Um, it pushed a lot of stuff out of the way. Um, there's so much stuff I wanted to put on number ten, like we were saying. So. Uh, it's like I could easily narrow down a lot of the top stuff, but 10, that was hard. Gato Roboto ended up winning, uh, developed by Doink Soft. Let's look that up. Doink. This came out, this came out on May 30th, <laughs> and it's a super clean-looking black and white, you know, kind of an homage to Game Boy. Um, it looks like an Ardu Boy game, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's one of the reasons I, I think I like it so much, because it allows you to, uh, you like, unlock... Uh, skins for the actual game, like Super Game Boy type skins that change the the color palette. But oh, it yeah, remains yeah. monochromatic no matter what. But it's a super cute game. You're a little kitty cat and you have to save your owner who gets trapped in the wreckage of a ship when you wreck and um, you take over this bio, bio suit and all of a sudden you're running around like Samus. And I mean, this this wears its uh wears its blaster on its sleeve, so to speak. The, this is definitely a Metroid-inspired game, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, 
it was cheap when it came out. I think the price was right. I think it was a, what a ten dollar game. I, I think it was less than that. I thought it was like eight. I thought it was like seven like or eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it's cheap, and I mean, it's really clean. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, and I think that it was really well polished, and um, it was a satisfying playthrough. Like all the bosses were fun, and you know, it, you can beat it in a day or two, but for the price. Um, this came out, like I said, it came out more towards the middle of the year, but it stuck with me. So, Gato Roboto, number 10. Nice. Came out, like I said, it came out more towards the middle My of the year. My number 10 was Yoshi's Crafted World, the demo. Oh, hey. <coughs> yeah, I didn't actually play the whole game, but I think demos count. We did that last year, right? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> demos count. And, and I, yeah. I think I included DLC also. Yeah, um, and this one just snuck in there at the last minute because while I was home for Christmas, um, I was with my four-year-old nephew. Uh, we were just hanging out for the afternoon, and um, I showed him the menu of the Switch with all the different games that I had. And he said, oh, that one, that one, that one. He pointed to Yoshi. And so we tried it out, and we had him hooked for like an hour, which I don't know if you've ever spent time with a four-year-old having them yeah. have their attention on something for an hour is pretty remarkable, right? That is sure. Remarkable. Yeah, having them hooked on anything is hard to do and something that you want to get done. Oh yeah, and I just thought it was a great game that you know uh, an adult and a little kid could play together because we were just pointing. You point at the screen, you look at things. There's things that happen in the background. It's a very slow-paced, easy-going kind of game. Um, you can just like say, "Hey, look at that guy over there." Or I'd be walking along, and, and he'd say, oh, get that guy, get that guy, get that guy. You know, it's a nice combination of a game you can watch and play. Together. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, um, just imagine if you had more than just two levels. Or no, it's only one level. It is just one level. Yeah. But one level, two, but then you can do the reverse front side. Back side yeah. yeah. No, that, that game is really good. I mean, people gave it such stupid... I feel like people gave it a hard time because it was easy, quote unquote. It's totally not an easy game. Like I've I've played it. I've even I played lazy. Trey, you had me play a few of the later stages, or maybe <laughs> not even later, just further into the game, and I was challenged. Oh no! I mean, I, I died multiple times in there. It's it's not it's it's not an easy game. It's I, I even mentioned that it was harder than uh, than Twilight Princess was because you lose half a heart on that versus six hearts on Yoshi in some places. But yeah, yeah. No- of course, there's also the look, too. The look is just remarkable. Um, everybody who walked by, you know, it was the holidays. We had people over, and people were walking by, said, oh, look at that. What, what is that game? You know, that's cool. It's like, you know, the milk cartons with the little details on them. Yeah, it's very charming. PC codes. It's very eye-catching. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jess, Jess played the shit out of that one. That one was pretty much uh, that's pretty much for her. But, yeah, no, I enjoyed what I saw when I, when I played with... With uh, what I played of it with her, I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'd played it by my myself before, and I thought, okay, this, this is pretty fun. But really, it was just that experience of playing with, with my nephew, and we had a great time together. So it really inched in there at number ten for me. Nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I said my throat's kind of fucked up. Um. All right. Yeah, those are our number tens. So number nine. All right. What do I have? Number nine, Ring Fit Adventure managed made it onto the top ten for this year, just just because it's such a quirky exercise game that's fun to play and and yeah, it's weird and it's a game that I want to that I want to keep playing. It, it it gives you a good workout and uh, it's definitely much better than Wii Fit. I feel like I've talked so much about Ring Fit on here before, but it's a great it's a great game. You know, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to play and it 
may, you know, it feels like you're doing a workout, but it's fun to do it, which anything that makes a workout fun is definitely worthy of being on a top 10 to me. So yeah, I felt like I had to get it on there because it's, because it's such, such a unique game and so much fun to play. I and, still uh, hope to get this game yeah. soon, sooner than later. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, we, if I see you, whenever I see you next, you can play mine if you don't have it yet, but yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a cool game. And I, been hoping to get back on it. I've been traveling like crazy for. Fa- I've been doing family stuff for like over a week and a half, so I need to just kind of chill out and hopefully play it, play some of it this weekend. But yeah, no, it's it's a cool game. And I number number nine. I felt like it was a good spot for that one for me. I like I like that also that I have two rings in a row. I got Ringo and Ring Fit right back to back. I didn't, oh, you do. I didn't plan that. <laughs> that just kind of happened. Careful that you might get ringworm. Oh God. Well, sort of an appropriate segue. Uh, for my number nine, I also inc- I included a game that I've talked about a lot recently, so I won't go into too much detail. But the Return of the Oberdin. Um, yeah, uh, this game. This game I picked up very late in the year, but it's been it's just been so captivating, and it, there's just nothing quite like it on the Switch. And I believe I've said that those exact words multiple times, but I, that's how I feel. Um, it's kind of funny now that I'm looking at my list. It's very similar to Gato Roboto in its in its monochromatic uh, presentation and the fact that you can change the uh, palette. So maybe there's something about that aesthetic that really appeals to me. But it's completely different game otherwise. So you're solving a mystery. A, a ship comes ashore that's been missing for a while. They don't know what happened to it when it arrives everybody on board is either dead or missing and your job is to use your mystical uh, pocket watch to figure out who killed who or how each person died and when. And I guess you don't need to know when, but just how and by whom. And it's a lot of fun and it's very rewarding to solve the puzzles because they are not easy. Like the, it's just, I still haven't figured, finished it but i still enjoy going back to it every few days and spending some time with it so over den number nine yeah nice yeah that's one i want to get to um my number nine or yeah my number nine was uh, toe jam and earl back in the groove i love this game i think it's just it's got so much charm to it and it's you know um looks like a 1990s indie comic book um it's really funny. Uh, this, the writing is, is, is good. Um, like the little characters walk by and say things at you. Um, and it is one of the most like chillaxed, I'll say mm-hmm. games that I've played in a while. Um, sort of in the same vein of like, remember playing strong bad on the Wii? Like you just lay back on the couch and point the remote at the TV. I love strong bad. Sa- mm-hmm. That game's Like great. it's the same kind yeah. of different kind of gameplay, but the same kind of vibe to it. Like you can just, hang out no pressure walk around see the funny cartoons see all the funny interactions that you can have with them and um yeah it's a very relaxing mellow kind of game and i like it for that nice. i returned to it um, a couple of days ago and played it for an hour just to get reacquainted with it and now i'm thinking i gotta get back into that game you gotta, get, you gotta get back into the groove right <laughs> Has has a pretty good soundtrack too. I ended up getting the soundtrack. Oh yeah, that. soundtrack's yeah. great. Yeah, you know. it's very. Funky. And it does have online multiplayer, which I've tried a little bit here and there. But I think it would be fun if if we all got that game someday. You know, maybe oh, yeah, it's on yeah. sale. Pick yeah. it up. It'd be really fun to to 
go on and play that game. Yeah, I didn't know about that, about the online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Number eight. Number eight is another R title for me. Three R's in a row here. Uh, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered coming in at number eight. And I, I mean, it's, uh, I know it's, I know it's a port, whatever. I don't really care. Uh, we've been putting, been putting ports on our list for years and, and ports have been my number one. I've actually were my number ones for the past couple of years. So it doesn't matter. Red, red, red faction gorilla remastered is so much fun to play. It's actually probably one of the best open world games that I've played just in the fact that I can destroy everything. And that's so much fun. Like, uh, I mean, you can start. You can start a level that you're supposed to be breaking into a base by you basically taking a tank and running it through the front the the front door of the base or the wall or whatever because everything's completely destructible. It's just so much fun to run around Geo-mod. and destroy things. Yeah, geomodding and the and the game and the and the story is good too. It's about I mean it's all about like oppression on a different planet in Mars and the Earth Defense Force or EDF and how they're trying to screw us over. I like the game so much that I actually played through the DLC too while I was over over Christmas break. I played through the cuz cuz much like the Saints Row that we were talking about, you know, it's the ultimate edition so you get all this other shit with it. So there was like an extra like couple hour uh, campaign on there for DLC which I played through with a different character after I beat the game. So it's like it's so much fun to play that I just kept playing it. So and even though I've beaten pretty much everything on the system, I uh, on the game, I don't want to take it off my system just because I like it so much and it's so much fun to play. Like I still want to go back and just maybe do some of the side missions and stuff like that on there. It's uh, I, I always I kind of wondered if it would be on my top ten or not, but it's like, yeah, I ended up spent putting like probably like forty hours into it, and it's it's on like one of my, you know, it's it's up top on my one of my top played games on the system. So yeah, fuck yeah, that game's awesome. It was a uh, it was thirty when it came out, and I think it's totally worth it. For sure, yeah, that's that's a good one. Well, number eight, also for me, a top, a top game on my system as far as gameplay put in, and over a very short period of time too. So, uh, the game I'm speaking about is Forager. There it is. I knew that I guy spoke about there. Forager quite a bit when I was playing it. In fact, John mentioned it on the show a few months before it came to the switch um, as something that he thought I might be interested in. And he was right. Yeah. Uh, I played the hell out of this game. Yeah. Thank you. I played the hell out of this game. Um, It's a very simplistic clicking crafting game, but it's very chill. And um, it's got a really kind of an, it's got a really nice uh, uh, exponential curve to it in the sense that before, you know, you're starting off doing hard, hardly able to attain any resources and it takes forever and by the end you're just everything's just blowing up around you and automatically collecting as you walk so it's got a really fun mechanic in that regard that you can just make yourself as powerful as you want really um there's a ton of dlc that's been released for it since uh it came out on pc but we have yet to see any of that on the switch so i'm really hoping for that in 2020 um it was made by one guy hop frog he goes by hop frog uh Used he may he used the Game Maker Studio to produce it. I guess that's a piece of software that you can get, and it was published by the Humble Bundle. So this is a pretty, you know, this is a super indie title, but it definitely forged its way into my top ten this year. Forger number yeah, eight. It, it forged its way in. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because that's how that works. Nice. Um, for me, number eight, Killer Queen Black. 
Killer like Queen. Um, That's a fantastic game. Actually, uh, yeah. funny. Well, not funny thing about Killer Queen Black. I, I tried to play it. I tried to play it at Jess's brother's house, and I couldn't play it because we didn't have a strong enough internet signal, so we couldn't even play against bots on offline mode. So that was oh, a bummer. Wow. Yeah, it wouldn't let you play offline. Yeah, because you didn't have a good internet signal. Yeah, wow. it was a bummer on on that one. But no, yeah, that game's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just love the the whole like spinning plates nature of the gameplay. You have to um, look out for that. You know, I, being being attacked, having your queen attacked. You have to run around and collect the berries. Um, then you, you have to watch the slug at the bottom of the screen, make sure the slug um, you know gets to the goal. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that's and the between sneaky. all those three things, it's just like it makes it very dynamic, very fun. And uh, f- fast pace is a lot going on at once. The sneaky um, attack is a little snug. The the, the slug, sneaky the slug, attack. Yeah, the yeah. slug is my favorite way to win. Yeah, I like to find his way in there. And it um, feels good to win via slug for sure. It does. It's like a tug of war kind of thing. Yeah, uh, going back and forth on the screen. And I actually had some experience earlier with, with earlier in the year with this game. Um, I went to a place in all I called Two Bit Circus where they have an actual arcade unit. And at the time I was playing it, I was not really figuring out exactly how to play the game. It's a little bit harder to jump into on the arcade machine in that setting. You know, sure. it, it does have a little bit of a learning curve. But when you actually sit down and do the tutorial, which is about 15 minutes or so, um, it lays everything out pretty well and you get it right away. Um, and then you can jump in and it is one of those games where if you, you know, it's pretty quick to learn, relatively, and uh, hard to master. Oh, yeah. Because some people will just, like, hand your ass to you on a plate on that game. Um, the other thing that I didn't like was um, the the voice chat. Like, I mean, just people on there were kind of annoying to me. It was kind of funny. One <laughs> well, guy well, said, welcome, welcome to voice chat. <laughs> That's <yeah>. just life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But... Um, yeah, um, I, I found a way to turn that off, and that was great. <laughs> See, I like the voice chat, but only because you could capture it with the uh, the video capture with the Switch. And I liked that because people were telling me how good I was, and I just happened to catch that on <laughs> an audio sample. Yeah, Even though I wasn't really. I think they were being sarcastic, but still. I took it literally. Yeah, I, I figured I figured you liked it because uh, yeah, because they talked about you on there, and and yeah, and capturing it with the thirty second thing is awesome. Like that's, I think that's the only game that you can do that on. As far as I know, yeah, uh, because even when Fortnite let you capture stuff, I don't think it captured the voice chat as well. Yeah, and and you can't do captures on Friday Thirteenth, so so you can't do that on that. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's a cool one. I'm hoping uh, those guys are local, and Kevin and Kevin knows those guys, so I was hoping to get them on the show at some point. Oh, cool! So, What's the name of the company? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. He told me a couple times, but I but I can't think of it offhand right I can now. Look it up. But yeah, no, they. I, I think they they were at that. Uh, they were at that Switch meetup that I missed, the one in October when we were in Japan. Oh, they were actually there. Yeah. So it's a shame I couldn't meet. Couldn't met them um, there. Liquid Bit and Bumble Bear. Yeah, liquid bit. Those guys. That's what he was talking about. Cool. All right. Well, moving along to number seven. My number seven game is Dragon Quest Builders 2. 
Okay, uh, okay. It's coming back again. Dragon Quest Builders 1 was on my list last year, and Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming back again. I mean, I even I, better, right? Oh yeah, no, it's totally it's totally better. This year this year. Uh yeah, no, I, I played the crap out of it when it came out. Um it's basically, you know, it's it's uh, improved on everything on everything it needed improving from Dragon Quest Builders 1. Uh now there's parts where the villagers can actually build for you now. Uh, there's bigger bigger areas uh you can do you can do first person mode. It's uh, yeah, it's super fun. It's uh, it looks great. It w- it was a day and day. It was a same day release as other systems too, which is really awesome. But yeah, no Dragon Quest Builders two basically Minecraft meets Dragon Quest. So I'm actually really surprised that you haven't jumped on this one yet, Jeremy. I think you'd really really enjoy it. But yeah, I no, think it's, it's what happened if this weren't the dang year of RPGs on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's why it's lower so low on my list. Like I really really like it, but it's yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping to finish it at some point. But I did I still put like a good like forty hours into it from what I played, and I played through the first two areas. So I don't know. It's very big. It's a lot of fun, and yeah, it's basically Minecraft with a point. Like that's what I always said because I didn't get I couldn't get into Minecraft because Minecraft didn't really have a direction for me. I need like you know I need like goals, and uh, I, mean, I guess you set your own goals. But I like to have a nice little story in there, and there's a really good story in this one. Follows the events of Dragon Quest Two. Like much like the first one, followed the events of Dragon Quest One. So if you like Minecraft and Dragon Quest, it's a great game to play together. You know, and it's cool to like walk around with the giant monsters in the world and just be able to build build cities and stuff like that and just try to try to bring everything back from the brink of almost extinction in that world. So yeah, it's a great one. I really dig it. And you can collect poop. Yes, you can collect poop, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that how you could just yeah, and and if and it's like it's it called royal soil. Yeah, it's it's yeah, I think it's called royal or something like that. Yeah, you can get that in drag, the other Dragon Quest games, I think. Yeah, it's funny because if you like, you know, if you only build one bathroom and you have multiple people in one town, you can just watch them all line up and they all just hold themselves <laughs> <laughs> and just you watch them wait to go to the bathroom. It's pretty awesome. I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah, it's super fun, and yeah, and you can use that to. To make other things, of course, like bombs and poison, poisonous swords with your with poop, you know, stuff like that. It's a great game. Wow. All right. Well, my number seven is something that I actually kind of forgot about. I can't. I'm not going to lie, but looking at the time I spent on it and the amount I talked about it after it came out, I got to throw Wargroove on here. <clears throat> Wargroove, yeah. From from our buddies over at Chucklefish, who made another one of my favorite games, Stardew Valley, or rather, they published it. Um, yeah, this is a a, a fantastic Advance Wars like uh, what would you call it a a tribute <coughs> that improves upon a lot of the uh, systems quite a bit and and just kind of u- utilizes everything the Switch can do really well with the online features and um, and I think one of the reasons I why I definitely need to give this a nod even if I haven't played it for many months because I just got distracted by so many other things. Um, it's just the first strategy game that really ever grabbed my, my attention. And, and like, I was able to stick with it for quite a while. Um, so that's, that's certainly a, 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 an accomplishment. Like I was so hesitant to buy it and I'm glad I did. Um, it's a great game. I highly recommend it. There's been some DLC for it. Uh, free DLC. Yeah. Free DLC. Uh, 
patches and stuff and the asynchronous multiplayer is awesome like trey and i oh yeah, did yeah. It a little bit but it was yeah. pretty cool yeah it's really cool you got i mean you got to stay up on it like we i did it with justin for a while too with justin vega who we had on the know. show but it got to the point where yeah if, if you don't you know if you don't respond quick enough eventually it'll drop you out but yeah. but yeah it's cool to do like you know we would like text each other and be like hey it's your turn it's your turn and we tried to keep it going for a while so yeah that's that's a really cool game yeah but i don't know you know there was a lot of it seems like so long ago because it was right at the beginning of the year, but there's just a ton of like uh, memes about the dog, the the dog in it. You know, he's the the cute yeah. doggo, and <laughs> you can't actually hurt him. Like yeah. whenever you're about to hurt him, like someone comes out in front of him and gets hit instead, like mm-hmm. one of his like men or something that he has following him. Yeah, and he runs away. And he that, doesn't actually get killed. And he runs away instead yeah. of getting killed. Yeah, so a lot of attention was put into making sure the mascot doggo was uh was treated well in the game as well as he could be so uh, wargroove it's a great game um it's actually kind of got a story to it which is really cool as well for the way the gameplay works i guess i don't think advanced wars really had much of a story to it i think it, it kind of does and i i know i think i mentioned before on the show that i, I thought i was going to be able to play advanced wars in, in japanese i was totally wrong on that mm-hmm. game because <laughs> i didn't mm-hmm. try to play it it's just uh, you don't you don't know what you can't tell what you're buying or whatever. But one one other thing that was really awesome about Wargroove is uh, you could make entire campaigns on there too. It had like a create a mode where you create your own maps, but you'd also make campaigns. So you could make your own story also. It had a story, but you could make your own story as well. Like it's just amazing all the stuff that they put on there. Like it was almost never ending with all the fun that, you could, that could be had from the Wargroove. I wish I had spent more time with it, but I still can. It's not too late. Yeah. Wargroove is still on my system memory and has not been deleted. So Wargroove is my number seven. It's incredibly challenging, too. Speaking of that, probably why you haven't played it lately. Nice. We have two games in the top ten with uh, Groove in the title. Groovy. (laughs) Groovy. My number seven is Tetris 99. Boom. Boom. Uh, This was a game I think we all, all loved it. I think it's on all of our top ten lists somewhere. Oh yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Me, Spoilers. I, I didn't really get into it until <laughs> uh, actually recently. It was after Trey came and visited for a bit that he kind of you know showed me how it's better because initially you know the pro controller did the drops and all that stuff. Yeah. Sensitivity. Um, I, I fought through it a little bit initially, and you know I liked the game at the time, but it was just like the the dropping uh, was was horrendous. And so when Trey came over and showed me, no, they fixed it. Yeah, for the most part, they fixed it. There's still a few drops here and there, but it's playable now. Uh, it's more than playable. It, it, it's good. It's good. It's very um, good as far yeah. as the controls and as far as the gameplay. It's classic Tetris. It's great um, playing against 99 other people. Um, Nin- Ninety-eight. Fun. Um, Tetris Battle Royale. Who, who would have thought? And then, of course, they dropped it as a surprise, which made it all the better uh, for anyone who had had the uh, Nintendo Online service. Mm-hmm. And they've also, I mean, another thing that's so great about it is, like, they've continued to support it. Like, it's had, like, it's uh, Tetris Maximus's every month since it came out. And themed ones as well, where where you play for, like, a weekend. It's mostly, mm-hmm. it's, like, four days, like, Thursday through Monday. And, uh, yeah, you you can, there was, like, a Luigi's Mansion 3, like, theme. There was a Pokemon yeah, Sword, and Shield th- Sword and Shield theme. There was a there was a Fire Emblem theme. There was a Splatoon th- two theme. There was a Game Boy theme, which I think you can actually get them now. 
I think I think they're thirty, but you can actually get the older ones that you missed. Is what I heard. You can buy. Yeah, them you via, use the the in game tickets via via NBC. Yeah, and then they added the in games, the daily challenges, which will, which makes you want to play the game all, every day now. And then you know, of course, there's like the, the ten dollar DLC, which I totally recommend because then you can play regular Tetris on there. You can play offline Tetris in marathon mode and like computer, you know, against the computer and like multiplayer and all that stuff as well. Yeah, no, it's super awesome game. And really? yeah, it was free, you know, free right off the bat and in February. So we've had it like, and Jeremy was saying before, like it almost feels like it was last year, but no, it was this year, like the beginning of the year. So that was a yeah. big, awesome. And it was right when everybody was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I don't think Nintendo switch online is all that good, but, but then they're like, boom, Tetris 99, right in your face, you know, so. Yeah. Possibly, probably the best Tetris game ever made. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. It's it's really good. I, I like it a lot. And I love Tetris, I would have to say yes. Yeah, and I love Tetris. Well, we're not talking about Tetris Attack here. And that's, right. you know, and that's not even, that's Panel de Pond, so it's different. Cool. All right, moving on to number six. Number six. Number six. Okay, so number six for me is The Witcher 3. Uh, I have to have it in my ten, top ten list because it was the game that they thought could never be done on the Nintendo Switch. And here it is. The Switcher 3, or Witcher 3, if you will, is made available. What A game that's considered by many to be the game of the generation. Considered we, by we many can, to be impossible to port to the Switch, and then all yeah. of a sudden there, there it was announced. And now it's here. And uh, I, I, I was the reason that it's lower on my list is just because I haven't been able to spend that much time with it. But I've still played about like twenty hours of it, and I'm kind of like what you were saying earlier, Jeremy. I'm just kind of think I'm sort sort of getting the hang of it. I don't know. I was I was playing a bunch of different missions earlier. Like I I played it last night just like to kind of play it again for the list. You know, I was trying to like run through all of the stuff on my list to make sure I still felt the same way about it. But I was playing it last night, and I was just playing some of the the secondary missions and just having a lot of fun with those because they, they all kind of feel on the same level. You know, I never really felt like I was doing a fetch quest or anything like that. I felt everything had a story behind it and it was actually important. So, and fun to play, you know, so I've been enjoying it a lot. I also enjoy the Witcher three. Uh, one thing that I found out, which may not affect you, Trey, cause you downloaded it. Um, I, I bought the physical cartridge with the, you know, the, the credo that, I wanted this giant game to be on a cartridge so I didn't have to take up a bunch of memory. Well, recently I, someone posted on Reddit, there's actually an update file yeah. that makes it look better. Yeah, I, I actually I downloaded it last night and I didn't really notice that much of a difference. I did. I, between it, really, that. it really cleaned up the visuals like they looked a lot less murky and I felt oh, okay. like the frame rate was a little better too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought the, the frame, big difference the is that I can't load any previous saves once i like i can but it like loads up the old version i don't know i can't completely explain it but yeah all your saves like you can continue your previous saves but once you save a new game you can't open that how weird you can't open the old ones in the new game like you can't go back to them as far as i can tell oh i didn't know anything about that but i've just been i haven't really been going back to previous well i did like I played around with it for my, cause one of my nieces, like her boyfriend's like big into the Witcher and I, and I wanted to show him some of the Switch game cause he hadn't seen the Switch one yet. And my, and my brother-in-law was like, Oh, blah, 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 Netflix series. Is that a game? And I'm like, yeah. So I just kind of like just fucked around, but I didn't know where I was going. So I didn't, so I like didn't save any of that. So I did like when I turned 
when I came back to it, I went back to my previous save, not the auto save. But yeah, in order to get, I guess, in order to get that extra graphical thing, you have to like, it doesn't do it automatically. Like I had to actually like nope. go into the options and like hit start and like make it download it on its own thing, and it wouldn't actually do it when I started the game, which I thought was really weird. I thought it would have just already did it, but yeah, I had to kind of find it on my own. But I like the game enough. I guess that was sort of what I was saying. I like the game enough that I downloaded the update. And sure, so yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, The Witcher Three. I mean, it's it's great. I rec- I recommend it for anybody who hasn't played it on another system. I guess it doesn't really the graphics. I think the graphics look, look great. It doesn't bother me, and I like that it's portable. It looks very good as portable Witcher, and it's uh you know, Mister Gruffenstein is awesome. Geralt, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Gruffy Angry Man. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, for my number six, I totally, I feel like I was somewhat arrogant in my prediction of what was going to happen this year early on, because even when I just saw early stuff about this game or when it was announced, I was like, that's going to be my number one game of 2119. Oh, I know this one. Not. It's number six. <laughs> Mario Maker 2 is number six. Super uh, Mario Maker. Completely fantastic game that just got lost in a wash of so much other stuff. and. I think not having the two screens is probably a big reason why I didn't play it more. I gotta be honest. The two screens was such a lovely part of the last game and you know, in addition to being able to have your, your Wiimotes on the side where you could just like grab yeah. those to play this play the levels and then have the screen sitting on your lap while you're mm. working on the game and I just liked that I liked the Wii U version so much better. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like it it, it didn't really this one didn't have as much of an impact on me as the Mario Maker 1 did. And I felt like Mario Maker 1 was had like so much was treated so much better too. It got so many much more updates and like so much quicker. You know, like they put a lot more attention into that one than this one. The Zelda DLC like. is awesome. Oh yeah, it's very uh, cool. A lot of the levels I've played with that have been really cool and really there's some really creative stuff that's come up, you know, since the the update initially went up in uh I think that's almost makes it like a new game in some regards. So oh, sure. I do think that it the update that they gave us is more significant than any of the updates they gave us on the first game. I mean, short of like um, checkpoints and stuff like that that didn't get added right away or keys. But yeah, um, Mario Maker 2 is a great game. And I, I think I was listening to a podcast where Chris Cole, I think it was Chris Kohler from Kotaku mentioned like, <laughs> what if it had, what if there was like a switch uh, Chromecast that you could just plug into your, you know, your USB port or, or into your HDMI port and play it that way. And if, if they could do something like that and give us those two screens back, this game would, would enter my uh, rotation a lot more. Yeah. Also, uh, that when you're talking about like this versus the Wii U version, I really miss how the Wii U version let like all of the controllers were active, so you could yeah. make it like multiplayer, even though it really wasn't. So like if yeah. you if you were on your on the gamepad and you had one of the pro controllers on, they're both single players, you know. So you can just be like you can be playing your you know editing the the level and just hit a button to start it and be like, hey, you know, try this level. And you still you're still on the same controller, but and we we would do the same thing to play like you know levels on the regular, you know the regular like Mario versus Bowser whatever mode where you get the mm-hmm. random levels. Where I'd be like, okay, we're gonna play three players. We're all gonna have three different controllers, but we're all single player. So you know you'll just play whenever it's your turn, and that was really cool. And they didn't really do that with this one, which is kind of weird. But I do I do want to be clear, you know. I'm, 
I'm saying a lot of, I guess, kind of negative stuff about the game. I put it number six. It's a great game. I played a lot of it. It's towards my top. It's in my top 10 most played games on Switch. It might be even higher up. Um, I think I've actually played it more than some other games that I put a lot of time into. So it has to be on the list. And I think eventually I'll go back to it and try to make that Yoshi level. I keep promising everyone I'm going to make. <laughs> it's just that there's no Yoshi sprite. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of defeats the pink Yoshi because you can't be pink Yoshi. And I miss I miss those sprites a lot, and I think I'm, I'm kind of bitter about that too because of the the fun little sure. little imaginative things people did with those alternate stories. So, other yeah, that's kind of puzzling. Other than, Link, <laughs> yeah. other than Link, at this point, you don't really have an alternate character. I mean, I guess you could do well, no, because you can't really do like Peach or Toad or anything like that, can you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. You can actually. Okay. I mean, when you're playing the regular mode, you can actually go into the profile and change it to however you want it. You can be oh, Toad, right. Toadette, or Luigi. And, and all when, right, well, maybe there is a little yeah. more to it then. In so, that so when you play, uh, so when you play anything other than the story mode, you'll automatically use that character. So, like, I changed yeah, I always my, use Luigi. I changed mine to Luigi, and I changed Justice to Peach or to Toadette just for the fun of it, just to see that character on there. But yeah, number six, not number one. Yeah. Mario Maker 2. It's amazing how uh and and I mean that one came out like halfway through the year, so it's amazing how much things can change like in a few months, especially with the all of the releases that happened post Super Mario Maker 2. You're up, John. Oh, yes. Uh my number 6 was Cuphead. I've been looking forward to playing this game for a while. I didn't want to ever get an Xbox, so I never thought I was going to get the chance. And then yeah. all of a sudden, there it is. The rumor mill started to Boom. brew that hey, maybe Cuphead's coming, and it was true. A Microsoft top tier game brought over to Switch, and it was Cuphead. Yep. And for for some some considered it a system seller for the Xbox One at a certain point. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that that game was all over. I, like I saw it, they played it on on Conan. Uh, he he reviewed that game, and you know, it got mainstream coverage. Largely, of course, thanks to the amazing animation. And the animation looks, to me, just as good as it do- does on the Xbox. Um, it's yeah, I don't, remember, I, don't, I don't remember what article I read or whatever, but somebody did a side-by-side comparison, and it looked exactly the same. Like the as, same, far, yeah. as far as ports go, if you want to call them D-makes or whatever, the way they get stuff to work on the Switch, mm-hmm. this one was not that at all. It was a direct port. Yeah, if it, was, if it was a yep. demon, they were super great at hiding it. Yeah, uh, every time I put this game on, everybody stops and looks at it. You know, it was I brought it back home for the family. Everybody was talking about the game. Oh, put that game on so you can show this person who just walked in the door. Yeah, check this game out. Um, and I, you know, I was a person who loves cartoons, and I love the old style cartoons. I can remember. They used to play them on like Nickelodeon. They had like the old 1930s cartoons for a half hour block. Um, I was glad to have some somebody in the video game space pay homage to to those old cartoons. They did such a fantastic job, and it's surprising yet not surprising at the same time how well that old style of like crazy animation, all kinds of things going on at once, matches with the 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 run and gun genre. Um, uh, the boss fight genre of Cuphead. Um, 
it doesn't immediately make sense, but once you put it together, it's like, yeah, of course, this is the exact type of way to make an old 1930s style game. Just all kinds of crazy things happening mm-hmm. on screen all at once. And it was really fun. Um, I still haven't beat it yet. It's challenging as hell, but um, I never got so frustrated that I was like, you know, fuck this game. It, it was fun all the way, and I'm going to beat it someday. But um, yeah, me, me and my brother-in-law had a good go at it, um, and he actually ended up beating the game. But we had a really fun time playing two-player. I think it's a great two-player game, uh, co-op. Um, yeah, I recommend that game to anybody. It's a really good uh, tabletop, like mm-hmm. tabletop mode game. <clears throat> yeah, well, with the small screen, even with how hard it is, yeah. you can still play that. My friend Joe and I played it at the bar one night, and it's like you said, John. Everybody that walked by like stopped to watch for a little while. You have to stop and watch because you can't yeah. believe it's a video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ready to move on to number five? Ooh, right. We're in the top five now. Yeah, top five. Things are getting heated. Yeah, heated. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, well. And these lists are wildly divergent. They are. So number five, here's a game that we've talked about already, so I don't have to talk about it that much. But my number five, Tetris 99. Uh, uh, John mentioned it before. Um, I love Tetris 99. I knew it was going to be in my top five. I actually even thought about throwing it into number two just because Tetris 99 is my number one most played game of the year. I've put about 50 plus hours into it, I think. But I, I played all of the events. I got all of the all of the like different themes for it. I've been doing the daily challenges. I've unlocked all of the other themes. I think I have like maybe three left that I haven't gotten, but I got like the, the Donkey Kong, the Mario, the, the Zelda one. Yeah. I love that game. I love, I love Tetris since I got Tetris on Game Boy, you know, and I kind of fell out of it for a while. And I never really thought that Tetris could, you know, become cooler than it was in the original game, but no, they totally did it for me. They made me like a multi, an online multiplayer game, which I just don't like really at all, you know, but they made it good for me. Like I'm, I like playing it and it's so much fun. And it's basically, yeah, got me to like a battle royale game. You know, I'd, I'd given up on Fortnite quite a long ago, quite a long time ago, but Tetris 99, it's, uh, keeps pulling me back in. And every time I play it, I end up playing it for a couple hours a day, you know, to try to get those extra things. And I even got the paid DLC, you know, so I can play marathon mode and so I can do multiplayer. And yeah, I fucking love Tetris 99. And the reason that I thought about putting a, a number two maybe is because I basically, re- I recommend it to anybody who's getting a Switch or thinking about getting a Switch. I always tell everybody Tetris 99. I'm like, make sure and get your online service so you can get Tetris 99 for free. It's an awesome game. It's a lot of fun to play. They do these Tetris Maximuses every month. You know, they've been supporting it since it came out in February. It's awesome. It's the ten dollar DLC is totally worth it if you want the extra stuff. It's a badass game. Go play it. You know, and I tell people who like Tetris who don't even have switches. I'm like, Tetris ninety nine is so good, man. You gotta check it out. So that's my that's my number five. Solid number five. My number five is something that from the moment I saw it, moment I saw a little preview of it, I'm like, that game is gonna be one of my favorite games of the year. I was right about this one. Untitled Goose Game. Oh, yeah. I got that at number five. Uh, Gushed about this game quite a bit uh, on the show. It's been in the media a lot. It's got a lot of mainstream coverage. Uh, There was was a goose puppet at the video game awards. They broke a million, right? Didn't they? Didn't they, What's that? didn't they break break a million at least sales? They did, they did. yeah. They yeah. Broke a million. Yeah. Yeah. So 
not a lot bad to say about this game. I mean, it's just a fun, unique experience. It's a sort of sandboxy a little bit, but mm. not so much. Uh, it's super uh, chill. I mean, there are some parts of it that get a little tense, especially if you're trying to uh, get the, um, you know, the timed goals and stuff. But yep. your first playthrough, when you're just learning how to play this game and like, and you know, getting through the story at your own pace is just so cool. And like, you know, it's just stuck with me. Like, yeah, I haven't played a game like that ever before. Really, that ticked all those boxes. Like, you get to be, a, you know, an animal simulator. But it's not like I don't know. It's fun. It feels like you're actually the animal. It doesn't feel like you're a human humanoid character that just happens to be an animal too. Be the it's goose. fun that the point of the game is to annoy people, not to like yeah. kill people or you know whatever. It's just purely about annoying people. And placing, I mean, you're pre- you're pretty much the villain of the placing story. their stuff in different places. You know, <laughs> pretty much putting their stuff in places where it doesn't belong or making them go find it. I also think it's one of the leanest games I've played in a while in the best sense. I mean, it's a five hour game, you know, that going in, but there's no, there's not much fat on it. There's not much like wasted, wasted time. Every event feels special and unique. And, um, yeah, it's a small area, but, but there's a lot to do in that small area. I never feel like. I got stuck in the game. Like, oh, where, what should I do next? Where should I go? You know, I think I completed it in an afternoon. Um, and it was a great afternoon. And I did w- go back again to do all the other stuff after that. Yeah, you did like the um, new game plus and all that, right? Like, you went. Yeah. Went I didn't do the final stuff. one. There's a final uh, thing you have to check off uh, where you're going and doing everything within a certain amount of time. But, um, yeah, that's the only thing I didn't do. Yeah, you made it further than I did, John. I only did a couple of those extra missions, but I look forward to eventually going back to it. And, yeah, number five, Untitled Goose Game by House House. House House in the house. My number five was an RPG, Super Blood Hockey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I love that game. Um, I said it before. That I always like games like ice hockey or Mario Strikers, where you're just two teams batting a ball or a puck around, you know, arcade style. Um, always been drawn to those kind of games. Now this one has, um, you know, a hilarious sense of humor with the gratuitous violence, um, blood being sprayed all over the ice and left there for the rest of the game. Um, it's very funny. Uh, like the descriptions of the injuries. Just get ridiculous. Um, it's always just, it, it makes me laugh every time I play it. Um, then, plus, not only is it the sports game, there's the team management aspect of it, which is really interesting that you can, you know, give your guys certain types of food to bulk them up, or you can even like go out back to the alley and buy them drugs, get them steroids. Um, it's a, a, I'll say, brutally funny game. Very dark sense of humor uh, in all the best ways. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I get to play it at your house, and yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, it's totally an RPG. It reminds me a lot of uh, Golf Story, but a much more mature version of Golf Story. 
<laughs> with a lot of death and and uh, sadness in it and and depression. More Canadian, less Australian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. If you're watching live, I think it's still on sale for four dollars and fifty cents or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, like, it's, on, it's on sale a lot. This game. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seems to go on sale pretty pretty often. All right, number four. Number four. Uh, so number four for me, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which wow. uh, I had an amazing time with that game. Uh, I, I haven't beaten it yet. I know I said that I would try to <laughs> previously on the show, but too many games, man. Too many long-ass games came out this year, which is awesome, though. Like, long, incredible, incredible games. Fire Emblem, from what I played of it, I think it's probably my favorite Fire Emblem game that I've played. Pretty close to, and my and my two favorites before that were the GameCube one and the first Game Boy one. But I just love, I like how you have less characters this time around, and it's all about like just getting to know them personally, and uh, getting you know, uh, and you can kind of craft the way they go. Like you, you can uh, decide which um, which uh, vocation they're going to end up doing, and like how their job classes change. And I like the whole teacher aspect of it, like how you're in a school and you have all these kids. And there's these three different houses that you get to choose from, and they're all their own different stories. So if you were a kid and you only got this game, you got like 300 hours at least worth of game in this from the three different stories that all go completely different ways, depending on which house you pick. It's amazing like how much content they put into this game. Not to mention like the uh, the tea time that you can have that was so much fun, like just hanging out with characters and trying to figure out the right question to ask them to get them to like you and to stay at the team tea time longer and all that. And not to mention like how much, how much they progress, like the turn-based battle system, the strategy battle system and all that, and all this extra shit that you have in the game. Plus I think it's a little bit easier than a lot of the other fire Emblems, which is not a bad thing for me, but you can still, and of course it has a casual thing where you can turn off the, the permadeaths and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I, all the time that I spent with this game, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Almost kind of like, I wanted to like recommend it again to you, Jeremy, because it almost kind of reminds me a little bit of Pokemon, like the idea of like you know how they had like less Pokemon this time around. This you have less people, so you focus more on the ones that you have. So I felt like I was more involved with the lives of my of my team and all that, and I felt kind of more connected to them. And I liked that. I thought that was cool. Like I, I really enjoyed it, and I like how they kind of. You know, they've been doing this for a lot of the Switch games, where they take a series that's been around for a while, and they kind of, like, change things, like, sort of, like, flip it on its head and try to do a different thing with it. And Fire Emblem was a game that I have many great memories for. I think I put, like, 40 hours into it, so I got almost, like, halfway through, and I really want – I hope to finish it some point. It's still up there pretty high on my highest played games on my system, and, yeah, it's a great game, and I can't wait to play it again. So I think the moral of the story is that You've said before you don't really like an anime when people go to school, but uh, yeah, it's fine with video games. <laughs> but I'm fine with this one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, but yeah, I've I'm, heard I've heard a lot of great things about this. But I'm but I'm the teacher this time. <laughs> I get to oh, tell them what to do. <laughs> I I get to tell them what to do. You know, the student has become the master. Yeah, no, I said that a couple. Th- I mean, Ringo had school in it too, and I was fine with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, for my number four, something that came out. Another thing that came out kind of early in the year, I guess it was a little later in the year, but uh, great music, great graphics, great gameplay, Katana Zero. Nice. Yeah. By uh, ASCIISoft, um, published by Devolver Digital. Actually, I think they published um, uh, Gato Roboto as well. Uh, this game is just so fun. Um, 
it has a mechanic where you slow down time and rewind. Well, yeah, you like rewind time. You don't really rewind time. You you rewind back to the beginning, but you do slow it down when you need to. And mm. uh, you, it's one hit kills, which is so fun. Games like this, both both ways. Yeah, you you yeah, and yeah. killing the people. One hit kill. You get hit by a stray bullet. Sorry, you're you're done, Buster. Um, but you can hit bullets back at bad guys, so that's cool. You can kill them by slamming doors into them. So it had some gameplay mechanics that were very similar to Hotline Miami. I think I compared sure. it a lot at the beginning, but this game ultimately ended up being a lot more approachable, I think, and a lot more. Uh, I, I think I felt like it was more like puzzly, um, than what I had played of Hotline Miami. That was more just like strategy of like getting through it in a, in a certain way. But in this, it's actually presents you with certain environmental things that you have to figure out a way to get around by hitting certain switches or doing things in a certain order. Um, not a very long game. They did have released a little bit of DLC for it. I think it was just some like time trial type stuff mm. or uh, yeah. Uh, time rush or whatever they called it. But uh, still, I mean, it, it sticks with me. Um, I played it a lot and uh, actually ended up making. Uh, so Trey made a level and uh oh, yeah, it inspired me to make my make my first level in uh super mario maker was yeah from which was uh, which you had to kill or you had to go yeah defeat dj boom boom head yeah yeah <laughs> martana zero yeah yeah martana zero yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it ended up inspiring me to make trey a uh a beat art of uh of uh, boom boom with some headphones on and like a with a record and stuff so it's kind of cool how this game sort of had like a, a physical real world influence on us and beyond just the game itself so yeah definitely got to give it props for that also the soundtracks on spotify yeah I probably listened to it dozens of times I, I bought i bought the soundtrack you know to support to support the artists and all that and uh yeah i mean that one that was one that like i really always wanted to have on my top 10 but it just it just didn't make it and it's not because i don't love it because i do totally love that game it just i, I don't know it just it, it was up against like you know, like I said, there's too many good games that came out in 2019 that it was like really hard for me to figure out what was going to make the list. And there, and there are a lot that I really, really love that didn't make it. And I just, you know, I needed, I need a longer list, I, I guess. For me personally, I just had to be like, what, what did I have the most fun playing? Sure. Because yeah. That's kind of what I went, went with. Even too. if I, even if I hadn't played the game in many months, like Wargroove, I, I had to remember like just how immersed and how much enjoyment I was getting out of it. So. There's other games that had I had they come out later in the year may have shown up in different spots on this mm-hmm. list. But sure. I just haven't gotten as into them as I did these. So number four, Katana Zero. I highly recommend it. Askisoft, please make a sequel. Oh, or or like just give us an ending because it has that room that you can't go to at the end of the game. Like exactly. please, please put something in that room. I want to know what happened. But yeah, no, that was an awesome, awesome game, and yeah, it almost killed killed me to not have it on the list. But yeah. I figured you'd have it on there, so it would still be represented. So I didn't feel that bad. My number four is my friend Pedro. Oh. I absolutely love this game. This was like balls to the walls action, um, and it's one of those games that just it makes you feel like a badass every time you play. Every time I play it, it's just like. It's like one long extended action scene from a movie, just nonstop. You're bouncing off the walls, doing flips, shooting guns in two different directions, um, all in slow motion, twisting. It's like a ballet of bullets, kind of. Um, and I just I have so much fun every time I play it. Um, 
I know Trey came over and he tried it a little bit too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Did, I, you enjoyed it? Oh yeah. No, I was going to say like, I actually think that Katana Zero and My Friend Pedro are like very, very similar games. Yeah. I was going to, like, I was, gonna I was wondering. Suggest maybe that yeah, because I haven't played Katana Zero, but they look very similar. Yeah, I, I, the style and action, all that stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I was actually feeling a lot of Katana Zero vibes when I played my friend Pedro at your house, and it kind of reminded me of a lot of the same thing. Like, because they're both very stylized. They're both and and they're both Devol- Devolver Digital, also, I believe, right? Produced. Right. Yep. So I mean, yeah, it, they kind of remind me of each other. Like uh, my friend Pedro reminded me a lot of Katana Zero, so it's like kind of still in the same vein. Like where it's heavily stylized, like getting from one area to another is its own like work of art or whatever, you know, that type of oh, thing. Yeah. So Yeah, there's scenes where you're like you're running through a hallway, you kick the door open, you jump onto a zip line which sends you down to the next floor and you land on a skateboard and you're going up a ramp and then you kick the skateboard at the enemies and like it's just it just keeps going in that vein and the action is so creative. And it makes you feel like you came up with it, like you did that. Oh, sure, yeah. Of course, the game designers designed it that way. Yeah. Um, And then the ending is one of my favorite endings of the year. It's just, it's surprising and very appropriate for, uh, if you've played the the rest of the game, it just kind of makes sense, like, oh, yeah, Yeah, it's surprising at the same time. Yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely cool. And yeah, that's the one I've had an, I had my eye on for like uh, sales and stuff. Hoping to pick it up at some point. But yeah, no, it's definitely, it reminded me a lot of Katana Zero. Like they're very similar games. It's cool. You just mentioned the music as well. Maybe it was the yeah. same person who did the music. I don't know. Um, the music is just like, I would absolutely get the soundtrack to it and just listen to it independently of the game. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have to check that one out. Should Especially yeah, reflecting definitely. upon Katana Zero and wanting more of that, maybe I, maybe Pedro's the answer for me. Yeah, absolutely, I I would suspect so. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the top three here. Wow. Look, looking at my top three here, I'm like, man, I could I could almost like move two and three. I feel like they're almost interchangeable. <laughs> they're they're kind of like at the same level. But because uh, they were they were in a different spot at one point for me, and then I kind of been moving them back and forth, but. My number three is Pokemon Sword for the Nintendo Switch. Aside from all the toxic haters out there, I love that game. That game's a lot of fun. Um, Pokemon Sword it did a lot of. It's done a lot of cool things. Now Pokemon is finally on consoles. You can finally play it at home. The official Pokemon, not that Let's Go garbage that we got last year. <laughs> Saying this is the, this is the real deal, man. You actually do it the way you're supposed to do it. No, I, no, I love this game. I, I've been. I like I was playing it last night and I spent like an hour trying to find like one fucking Pokemon. And by the time I got to him I ended up wasting like twenty fucking ultra balls on him to try to get him. It's like ridiculous the how much how much stuff there is to do in this game. But I mean I finally got him, thankfully. If I had wasted twenty ultra balls and ended up didn't get him, I'd be sad. <laughs> but no, Pokemon Sword is great. Like I, I love the wild the wild area is so much fun. Like I love that you can you know, you can finally change the camera around it feels so immense there's like or it feels so massive there's you know all of the um raid battles that you can do against the gigantamax pokemon you know make your micro pokemon huge and all that is super cool like i played through a i played through a um stadium for my niece when over at my mom's house 
and she's she was a Pokemon fan like when she was a kid and all that. But yeah, her her and my brother in law like they were watching me play the game and they're just super into it and all that. And it was, you know, it was it was fun to like to do that. But yeah, and I love I love how you can see all the Pokemon now on the map. Like there's no random battles anymore. And yeah, it's, it's just been a joy to play. I put. I mean, I think I've put like uh, 30 plus hours in that. I have close to 200 Pokemon caught and I've, and I've seen a little bit over 200. So I've been, I've been mostly just focusing on catching Pokemon. So, and I, and I think I have what, um, I think I have like seven or no, I, I have five of the badges thus far. I'm, I'm going real, real slow through the story, but I'm all, I'm all about catching, catching the monsters. So that's what I've been doing, but no, that game's an absolute joy to play. And, uh, I figured it was going to be pretty high on my list. Like it's been incredibly enjoyable. I like the graphics a lot, and I enjoy the characters and the new and the new Pokemon look fucking cool, man. I like. I, I really love like the new ones they've been putting on there, like Toxtricity and like uh, and like um, the uh, fuck. What's it? I, I I was just playing uh, the you know what Grookey turns into the the giant the drum dude. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Gosh, it's super cool. I I was I was just playing it last night, and I and it, I'm just having a having a blank right now on it but it's like a rabillo something like that but yeah the characters are really cool especially um was it grim snarl i like that guy too uh, <laughs> they just i feel like uh, they kind of like and rillaboom yeah rillaboom yeah yeah that was close so yeah they i feel like they kind of just threw a uh, threw caution to the wind or whatever on this one and just went kind of crazy with the characters and reminds me a lot of black and white which is like my favorite pokemon game of all time so it's like yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's so much fun to play. I wish the online service was a little bit better, but you know, this maybe next round we'll get we'll get that global trade trade system up. But yeah, no, it's an awesome game, and I've been enjoying every minute with that I've had with it. Cool. Well, my number three, uh, you were expecting it to show up at some point, and here it is: uh, Tetris ninety nine. Oh, okay. All right. Initially, I think the first game that's shown up on all our lists. Um, yeah. This game. Would have probably been a lot lower on my list. I think no matter what, it would have been in my top ten. But uh, it's just it's got new life breathing to it for me recently. I've been playing a lot more of it because my partner got into it, and initially, I she played a few matches. Oh, here she is, right here. I told her she she should say hi. So this is Shauna. <laughs> this is at the okay. camera right there. Uh, she played a couple of matches early on, and uh, and I uh, was like, "You're really good." And she's like, no, it's just beginner's luck, you know, whatever. Um, so what we started to do was we got a uh, a big dry erase board, and we've been keeping track of our scores, nice. like our places, <laughs> you know, taking turns. And uh, oh, by the way, she ended up buying the year of Nintendo Online just so she could play her own profile. Cool. Nice. Uh, we've been playing the heck out of this game, and uh, yeah, we've been keeping track of our averages. We'll play, we'll do five matches each, you know, in our profiles then average out the scores and then, you know, just keep doing that. So she is consistently gets a better average than me. There's been a one out of what, like eight, <laughs> eight matches of five where I, where I got a better average than her. And it was by like one or two points. So yeah, it's a, it's just a great game. Uh, I bought the extra DLC. I play that on the bus all the time, like trying to work on my, uh, Tetris 99 skills. And, uh, I don't know what else I could really say about it that Trey hasn't already said about how great it is. Um, the themes are cool. The weekly events are cool, or the monthly events rather are cool. And uh, the fact that it was a shadow drop, not the bad kind of, sh- or not the bad kind of shadow drop that happens in Tetris, but oh yeah, <laughs> the good kind. <laughs> the fact that they dropped this game out of nowhere and it, and it was so fantastic, like definitely belongs in my 
top 10 for the year. So uh, it's also up very, very high in my most most played games. I think it's four or five on my Switch for time spent on it. So maybe one day Shauna will get her own Switch because she loves this game so much. It's worth it just for that game. Like, that game's a lot of fun. <laughs> Go for it. It's worth having. But yeah, number three, Tetris 99. Number three. <laughs> my number three was Untitled Goose Game. Boom. Yeah. The goose. Yeah. The goose is loose. Goose is two, loose. Two there. The goose is loose. Pretty high on the list. Um, and I I just, I, I loved it. You know, it's so charming. We talked about it already. I don't say too much more about it, but um, the style of the game, the the look of it, just I loved how clean it was. You know, like the minimal use of shadows. I thought it was an interesting artistic style, very peaceful, um, easygoing. At the same time, contrast that with what you're doing. You're just being like a jerk, you know, as an interesting sort of balance there. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. That's I can't say too much more about it because it's all been said, but Untitled Goose Game. If you haven't played it, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what the heck? No title. Great hype train, game. <laughs> Even though there's no title, still great. <laughs> all right, number two. Ooh. This is the big one. All right, so this is the one that I said that I could easily exchange with Pokemon Sword, but my number two is Luigi's Mansion 3. I uh I've been a huge fan of Luigi's Mansion like way go way back going way back to when uh, Jeremy and I played GameCube for the first time. Yep. And uh I feel like Luigi's Mansion 3 is the perfect blending of Luigi's Mansion and Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh we we would always make fun of Luigi's Mansion 1 as being too small or too short and calling it like a Luigi's Crawl Space. <laughs> but uh Luigi's Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon kind of did away with that instead of just giving you one mansion they gave you multiple mansions. And when Luigi's Mansion 3 came around, they're like, well, what if we had multiple mansions? But what if they all were a different floor in one building? And that's basically what we get with this one. And it's just so much fun to play. Like, I, granted, I've only put about like 15 hours into it, but I've been, I've been having a blast with every time, with every little bit that I've put in there. Like, I was playing around with the uh, movie set one. And I found and I found the fucking paper boat from it in there, and I was like, "What? <laughs> it's just, it's cool." And I found the fucking uh, really? ring, the ring lady too. Like I found her. She comes, she comes out of a, she comes out of a well, you know, with the hair in her face and all that. There's like nice little nods to other stuff in there. No, it's like it's so much fun. The animation is great. Like the the bosses have been fantastic. Like I really enjoyed the levels on it. It's kind of one piano. that I, what the, the piano. piano? Yeah, we saw John and I. We we witnessed the. Origin of the piano from Mario, from Mario sixty four, which I thought was so cool. <laughs> like, no, it's it's just so much a joy to play. Like, I love horror games. I love Luigi. Like, it's just kind of like it was. I even thought about having it as my number one at one point, but there's you know, well, we all know who the number one is. They're hard to, they're hard to top. But but yeah, it was. I really enjoyed the game a lot, and I can't wait to play through the rest of it. And yeah, it's. Uh, I think it looks fantastic too. Like I've been. I, like I said, I just got a new TV, and man, it looks fucking awesome on it. Like it looks so so good. Like I think the graphics look really really good. I don't really notice any sort of like. I'm sure if you were like particular in that, you might see like whatever, you know, the fuzzy side or anything like that. But I think it looks great from what I played. It has so much charm. I really enjoy all of all of the variety in the different levels. And for what I've seen, the future looks bright from from uh, the farther I go up this mansion of Luigi. But yeah, it's a dope game. I, I really enjoy it. 
I absolutely love this game, and 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 it speaks a lot about what happened, what went down this year. That I barely played it, even though I love it, and I'm going to play through it eventually. But gosh, it, it is a very beautiful game. I agree with you, Trey. And it was a day one purchase for me. Still haven't played much of it. Well, my number two. This is starting to get a little echoey up in this room, but not quite the echo that you, you know, you the echo sounds a little different because this is Pokemon Shield. There it is. I got I got the different <laughs> the opposite version that Trey got. Um, same game, slightly different. The, uh, I think there's one or two gym leaders that are different, and then uh, the legendaries and a few evolutions and stuff are different. But same game. Um, this game, like Wargroove, gets a special place in my heart because. It's the first time a game, in this regard, Pokemon game, has compelled me to play all the way through. And I actually saw the, not only the first ending, but I got the legendary and saw the second ending. And there's probably more to do, even more. Uh, there's still plenty of post-game stuff that I haven't done. But um, I was compelled to play all the way through this game, and I spent a lot of time on it. And once I could breed, I spent a hell of a lot of time breeding. Um, oh, yeah, you went crazy. It's you just so crazy. addictive <laughs> to like to do the uh, the one the uh, surprise trade and then get these cool Pokemon and then and breed them and and try to send them to your friends and give them names like Nintendo Main and send them out into the ether and hope mm-hmm. that we get more subscribers. Which I don't know if that's actually happened, but maybe it has. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, if you randomly received a Nintendo Main Pokemon in a in a, in a mystery trade. You know, that's just proof that my viral marketing scheme worked. <laughs> yeah, please let us know. <laughs> Nintendo main podcast at Gmail. Let us know. <laughs> but Pokemon Shield, it's a great game. Um, it didn't really have my confidence at first because, you know, like I've heard at this point, most Pokemon games don't exactly shine in the story department. But um, it just kind of felt like it was rushing you through the beginning. But turns out that's a good thing because it wasn't a bunch of unnecessary tutorials. Once you get into the meat of the game where you're collecting Pokemon and training them and all that, that's that's the real fun. So I still have plenty to do in that game and other things have distracted me, but it was actually kind of a welcome respite because it's all I played for several weeks there. Um, Pokemon Shield, number two. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great game. My number two is Link's Awakening. Boom. There it is. Yes, I enjoyed this game. Um, um, you know, j- at least as much as the Game Boy one, uh, maybe even more. I mean, just it, it's an ideal remake because it stuck so closely to the template of the original, but it just amplified what was already there. Um, brought out the style. Like when you were playing Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, this is essentially what the game you had in your imagination. As far as the style, you know, um, it was like just so cartoony and cute and like a little diorama um, with the music. You know, they took the Game Boy themes and they orchestrated them with like a, um, you know, not like a full orchestra, but it's like like a seven piece or something um, in a cute style. You know, little tiny sounding instruments. Um, They just perfected the Game Boy game and put it on your TV screen in full color and made it look more beautiful. Um, I, I love the game. It, it's so charming. Um, I guess it says something maybe that my number three and number two games are like 
such charming, cute games. I don't know. Maybe I'm rejecting uh, the Grand Theft Autos that I talk <laughs> about. You know, maybe yeah, I, I, mean, I want to lean more towards the cute stuff. Sure. I mean, we're we're all Nintendo fans, though. I mean, we, we right. like to, we. I mean, we're both we we have a Nintendo dedicated show here, and we all we got like a, you know a, a fine cheese. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. No, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, it, we're, like we're all Nintendo fans. Like we enjoy we enjoy the cartoony stuff because mm-hmm. I don't. For me, there's more art to that than like the gritty, realistic stuff. I think I'm more interested in in something that has that looks more like a cartoon because because that seems more artsy to me than than something that looks like real life. I don't need real life. You know, this is my escapism. I want to get away from that stuff. So I prefer you know the the, the more relaxed, uh, cutesy, colorful stuff. Yeah, it was such a, it's just a great experience, you know. I think I spent about twenty hours on it. So not a not a long game, but I didn't need it to be long. It was just a nice bite sized experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I got to get more into the Dampe stuff. I didn't try the, the the stuff where you could make your own dungeons. It seems interesting. Um, they they could have done a lot more with that though. If they would have made it really? online, they could have like. Had given given it so much more legs, like after the regular story, you know. As of right now, like you, if you could take it online and show other people your yeah, if you could, kind of if you could upload your stuff or you could play other people's levels online. I'm surprised I didn't go with that. Maybe that'll or be a full fledged Zelda maker where you could yeah. do maybe a, at least an overworld of some form. Like maybe if it's randomly generated with yeah. the dungeons that you place yourself. Yeah, I'd, oh, right, yeah. I'd I'd be surprised if it didn't happen in the future. Like I I think it's probably gonna happen at some point. The Zelda Maker will. I mean, just from what we saw with like Super Mario Maker two and like with this, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah, for sure. No, I, I was hoping to finish this one. I made it to Eagle Tower. That's that's kind of where I was at when I stopped playing it. But yeah, no, it's a super charming game. I'm not proud of the fact that I had to look online, but I mean, it's it also speaks to like the fact that it's a masterpiece of a game that they didn't really change anything about it mm-hmm. other than the look. Yeah. Yeah. From 1993, you know, that's, uh, that's why I put said a few quality of life improvements in there that yeah. were definitely welcome as far as like being able to fast transport and stuff, but the buttons, yeah. Having extra yeah. buttons, so you don't have to switch to get the boots to run and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you ready to move on to number one? Number, number one. one. Trouble, all right. Please. All right. We could try to, <laughs> I mean, I think we could say our number ones at the same time here, Jeremy, because I think they're the same. I think they are. They say, I'll, I'll try to count it down and see if we can say it at the same time. I know there's like a weird delay in here, so we might not be able to do it. But all right, so three, two, one. Dragon Quest Dragon 11. Dragon Quest 11. Yeah, it's not at the same time at all. But yeah, yes, I figured that was your number one because I haven't seen it yet, and you would not not leave it on the list. I was actually, you know, I wondered, you know, I was like, before it came out, I was like, yeah, that'll be my number one game. And then, like, mm-hmm. when it came out, I was like, well, maybe it won't. And then I started playing it again. Like, I've been playing it a lot on the uh, on vacation. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's number one. Like, there's no way it's not going to be. Dragon Quest Eleven is a fantastic game. That's a game I tell everybody to get that game because you can get the get the demo for free. I'm like get the I'm like get the eight hour demo. You know, you'll you'll find out whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to buy it. Like, I love that you can just play the game for eight hours and you'll be like, just, just try it out, you know? And I've got a bunch of people into it through that, through that demo. And, uh, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, Dragon Quest is like my all time favorite RPG series. I've said it before on here. I'll say it again. It's fucking great. This game is awesome. It's a lot of fun. Like, 
the story is great. The characters are great. The voice acting is great. I think another thing that's so great about it is like this was released already like a couple of years ago on PS4. And they actually gave Switch the ultimate version. You know, we get the, we get the 2D sprites. We get the orchestrated music. We get the voice, the Japanese voice acting, which was not in the other versions. So they definitely like really built it up. Plus like additional stories, like for the characters and the, um, the street pass stuff from the 3DS game. Like they really like lovingly just put it together and made it like such a solid package for Switch owners. You know, like I feel like it's probably one of the best ports there is on the Switch. Like it's, Fantastic, and the game looks incredible. The battle system's great. The characters are awesome. I mean, I don't know. Is I don't know what else more I can say about this. I'm, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw it to you because it's also your number one game. It's also my number one game, and uh, for many of the same reasons, um, I think that it's really, really great that we got this ultimate version because it just seems like it belongs on the Switch. You know, Dragon Quest Eleven just has this aesthetic to it that just feels like it could have been a maybe not a first party Nintendo game, but maybe at least like Nintendo published it or something, you know? Sure. It's very, very, it's, it's got some mature themes to it for sure. But for the most part, it's like really cartoony, really bright. Um, all the enemies are hilarious, even in spite of how terrifying they may be in, in actual stats and stuff. And, uh, I loved it. I played it and played it and played it. And I saw, I saw the first set of credits and then the post game is just opened up so much more to do and i barely did any of the toggle missions i haven't really messed around too much with the 2d there's just so much left to do in this game and i and it, it's already like i think it's like my fifth or well it's up there in my most played games of all time on switch so it's definitely yeah it, it earned this number one spot handily like i there's just no way i could think of putting in anything else in first place this year and it was the, it was that, you know, where Octopath Traveler was pretty disappointing in its full RPG experience for me. You know, I still enjoyed it and I still played all the way through it. This was the real. This was what I really wanted. This is the kind of thing. This I really is the wanted. real RPG. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I wanted I'm like the yeah. characters to care about each other. It's no, a big was, part of an RPG. I was just like, yeah, I was quoting I the Toxic Avenger with like, this is the real sequel you know, of Toxic <laughs> Four. Yeah, the but, characters care <laughs> about each other, or you yeah. know. Some of them just dislike each other occasionally, but they do care about each other. And but they talk, and you can talk to them whenever you want uh-huh. to. If you, you don't know what's happening, you, you can just fucking talk to them, and, and um, they'll talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> they say different things depending on who's in your party at different times. And I will just say, uh, no spoilers, but the post game will blow your mind. Yeah, no, that's what I've heard. And actually, I. I, I didn't mention it, but I was delighted that I made it that I made it through the octopus boss on my first try. I thought that was oh, pretty good cool. job. I bear- that, that was the that by, was the probably the third hardest boss by 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 the by the skin of my teeth. Like really, like I I I I won with only one character left, and pretty much with if I would have got hit again, I would have died. So it was like barely. It was it was by no means easy, but I did beat it on my first try with only one character left, with them almost dead. So. Yeah, <laughs> but but I did make it through. But yeah, no, it's but it's a it fantastic felt great game. at the end to just feel like I finally was a Dragon Quest fan, and I am. And now I have Dragon now you Quest know, man. 3DS. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to help uh, nurture your love of Dragon Quest and try to get you on the other ones because there are a lot of really good games in that series. And that's one that I wanted to mention as like a honorable mention was just the fact that Dragon Quest one, two, and three also came out this year, and I think that's pretty awesome. 
you know, that those, even they may not be the best ports as far as like the way the sprites look, but that's awesome that you can play the first three games on the Switch. And they came out the same day as 11, which is badass. Is there anything left? Do you want to say more about Dragon Quest Eleven? I mean, we could talk about it, and, and hopefully, get the I'd, demo. It's free. Play it. I'd like to do. I thought about like maybe doing a Patreon thing in the future where we do like a spoiler cast on the Patreon. So maybe we can do like a Dragon Quest Eleven spoiler cast. I'd love to do oh, a yeah. Link's Awakening one whenever I get through it. I know I'm the slow one on that one, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on it, but yeah. But we'll do that. But yeah, what's your number one, John? Any guesses? I know I, what it is. I have a guess. I mean, well, I know what it is, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's Mario Maker 2. Yep. Yep. I loved it. Um, you know, I didn't play the original, so I didn't have that to compare it against. But I had been watching YouTube videos of the original for, like, years, since it came out. Um, and so when this finally got into my hands, I could jump on the Mario Maker train, and I was, like, all about it. Um... I have not made as many levels as I'd like to, but the reason is just because, like, when I make a level, I want to, I want to really yeah. make it. I don't want to do like a half-ass level. There's too many of those out there. Um, my one level that I did make, like, um, well, I made I made one just to try it out, the baby, check the tools out, and stuff like that. <laughs> That's pretty simple, pretty easy. Yeah. Um, then my other level that I really spent time on, I put thirty hours into that level. And okay. I'm pretty proud of it. I like it a lot. Um, I've gotten surprisingly into the multiplayer recently. I mentioned it a couple of shows ago, but I think the multiplayer experience has been improved. Sure. Yeah. They did something to tweak it to make sure that, um, well, first of all, now if you're, if your um, connection is too slow, it lets you know ahead of time. It says your connection is slow and you're going to have a, bad experience or it won't let you sometimes if it's too slow. Yeah. Which I think is really helping out. I would say now maybe 30% of the time, only 30% of the time, there's some slowdown and 10% of the time it's like unplayable slowdown. Mm. The rest of the time it's fine. Even comparable to just like an offline game. Um, and it's really fun. Like when it is working well, it's firing on all cylinders. You got a great level. The speed is going. I mean, I, I'm just having a great time with it. Um, so much creativity on display. Uh, uh, the, the new Link Edition, as Jeremy had mentioned, it just adds so much more to the game. Um, I actually got an idea for a level today that I think is going to be my next level. When I find I've got two days off, weekend off or something, I'm going to buckle in and make a new level. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Glad to be on board the Mario Maker train, finally. And I'm glad you have a switch and you're able to be part of the train as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember you hit that game hard when it came out. I, like, did. I mean, you probably yeah. didn't. You put like, I mean, have you put over 200 in there yet, or is it just over? Yeah, I think so you'd be close. 200 hours last week. So what happened? What happened was, <clears throat> excuse me, I got the physical version, and so when I got Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening lived in my Switch. Mm. And I would think, oh, I should play Mario Maker. But, it, you know, the act of putting the cartridge in, it is a little bit of a deterrent. Yeah. So finally, when I beat um, Link's Awakening a couple weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, Mario Maker was home again in my Switch. And so I found, I cracked 200 hours 
last week, and then as of today, I have two twenty-five. Wow! So hmm. I, I did twenty-five hours in the last like seven days. Wow! I'm so yeah. that's all playing, not making mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, yeah, all playing. Yep, yep. Yeah, I said, Mar- that, that's mostly the multiplayer now. Yeah, I and love I, the multiplayer. I think it's great. And I like I in my disclaimer that I said earlier, my Super Mario Maker Two didn't make my list, but that doesn't mean that I didn't like it. I just didn't like it enough to put it on there. It it just was it was kind of like what Jeremy was saying, like same thing. It just it was not Super Mario Maker One for me, and it was and because and it took me. I mean, I finally beat the single player, but it took me a while to do that. Even you know. I, I don't know. I guess I kind of felt like it should have been more for me personally and that they should have supported it more with more stuff. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, the link thing just came out, what, three weeks ago or something like that? Yeah. I'm hoping that there's more to come along those lines. And maybe that's why they didn't put out the skins that they did for the first one, which were, you know, just skins, just costumes. But they actually made like a whole other character with Link. Maybe they're trying to do that. That's my hope. Yeah, I would definitely like to see them do more of that. That'd definitely be great. Well, uh, do you want to, let's talk about our number one games as a show here. I've been tallying them yeah. here as we've been going through who we have the points. I'm just going to say the top five because I'm not going to go through all the tens because there's going to be a lot of ties for that because weirdly enough, there are only a few games that we, I mean, there's only four games that I think we actually had in common. Of, of all the mm. games that we have on here, which is interesting, you know. So, so of course, the number one game of Nintendo main is Dragon Quest Eleven because it got a double number one spot, so that gives it yep. a whopping 20 points. But not too far behind that is Tetris 99 with, with 18 points. Wow. Because all, all right. of us put that game pretty high, which I think is fantastic because I love that game. Like I said, I almost put it at number two just because I tell everyone to play it, and I play it all the time, and it's fun it's been been keeping me in it like i've i you know i could play it right now and have fun with it like i don't feel like it's lost its charm and i've always enjoyed tetris and it's nice to play it like this and yeah it's cool it's a very cool game everybody should play it um yeah so tetris number two uh pokemon sword slash shield has a 17 points coming in at number three super mario maker 2 coming in at number four with 15 points and then goose and then Untitled Goose Game coming in at number five with 14 points. So that is our top five as a show there. So there's some pretty good ones there. Yeah. And, Do we and, have any like notable honorable mentions? I know you mentioned um, just feeling bad about not putting stuff on there, Trey. Uh, yeah, I want Link's Awakening for me. But one I really wanted to throw on there, but I couldn't find a spot for it, was the Labo VR. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did think. Yeah, there's a couple ones that I... One, one, I'm actually surprised that none of you guys put the Super Nintendo games on there. Well, that was my number eleven, so that was okay. like my yeah. actual my first honorable mention. I didn't consider that we could put that on there because we did have the NES games last year, didn't we? We did, yeah. We did, and yeah, that okay. that was on my list was the NES games, but but last year was a little bit less than this year, so it's like there's no room for the Super Nintendo games. As much as I love yeah. playing them, and I and it's cool that I have Star Fox Two on the go now. It's like, you know. It's yeah, like, I don't well, think that I would even was, wasn't enough on there. Not to slight the Super Nintendo, yeah, but it was just such a great year for original Switch games. Oh, sure, yeah, I know it was a killer year. Like, I'm actually kind of afraid to see what next year is going to be like because what do you got left? Well, I mean, next year hopefully we'll get. Oh, I mean, this year. I know I, it's been like a few days into 2020, and I keep saying next year. I mean, 2020. Uh, I'm hoping that that Breath of the Wild two is going to come out as a 
as a holiday title, which I think yeah. would be very smart, smart, especially with the new consoles coming out this year. That'd be the yeah. best, best way for Nintendo to sell more Switches or right. to just keep people on the Switch would be to do another Breath of the Wild game, which I'm hoping will happen. But also, you know, Animal Crossing is huge. I mean, I, I'm predicting it now. I'll be really, really surprised if Animal Crossing doesn't make my top 10 of the year. That would be, there'd have to be some, Actually, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible for it to not be in my top 10 of 2020 just because I enjoy Animal Crossing so much. And I'd love to, I mean, that was the game of the year. Uh, New Leaf was when that came out, you know. So, spoilers, I guess I uh, shouldn't have said that because that's a Patreon episode that you should pay for. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. The, and uh, I guess tied for six under that was Link's Awakening and Luigi's Mansion 3, you know, and everything else is kind of. Kind of a little different. I, I was actually surprised that Luigi's Mansion didn't make your list either, Jeremy. You know, yeah, it's like I said, and Link and Link's I, Awakening. I, I have no qualms yeah. with it. I just didn't play it enough to really put it on the list. I'm surprised you didn't put Link's Awakening on there because you were so hot on that one when it came out, and like so hot on your controller. You know, using the digital pad and all uh, that. I figured it would make your list somewhere, and I and I didn't. I, I don't like dislike Link's Awakening, but I still feel like the the way the game is set up for the Game Boy is kind of super obtuse and sort of annoying at times <laughs> to play, you know. So, it, so I kind of had at times I kind of had a hard time getting enjoyment out of it because of just I think the way, I think much the like the, the map is Nintendo set up online, and all that. the Super Nintendo Online, I, I, it was easy to push it down a little bit because it sure it's a new game, but it's not, yeah. and um, everything else was original. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's it's a remake, but but it's a very pretty remake and it plays really well. It's just. It was up against too many RPGs for me, you know, and just, uh, and I, and I kind of, I, I mean, I had my list sort of set out for a while. There were some new, some guys, you know, like Ring Fit kind of like punched its way in there. Like when I, <laughs> when mm-hmm. I, when I got that one, just because I was so impressed with the way it worked and how, and how much of a joy it was to play, you know, aside from like the pain of it and all that. But, but that's part of it, you know, but no, there were, there were a couple ones that I wanted to mention real quick. I know we're kind of at the, on the longer side of this, but it is our 200th episode. So that is to be expected, but just want to say a couple honorable mention stuff, and then we can be done with this episode. I just want to mention a few ones that I really, really liked that I was hope would be put it, you know, would put in the list if it was longer. Um, Star Ocean first departure, which came out or first departure R which came out in December, which I really, really enjoyed. Most importantly, uh, Turok Dinosaur Hunter, the re-release. I fucking had so, oh, I forgot I bought that this so week. much fun with that game. Yeah. I love I that. mentioned that I did buy that I game. I love that game so much. Like, I love Turok 1, and I love that it got re-released on the Switch, and I had a blast playing it. I even played it at a Switch event and got a lot, and, and turned a lot of people's heads on that because they remembered that game and they didn't realize it was re-released. I, that one was actually on my top 10 for a long time and I was adamant to keep it on there, but I just, in the end, I just couldn't. It, it had to, it had to fall off, but I love that game. Love, love, love it. And, uh, Grant, the Grandy HD collection I actually had a blast with as well. And I was, that was also on my top 10 for a while, but I just couldn't, just couldn't fit it in, in the end. But I really hope to, to play more of those because they're both really fun games. And I still buy, stand by them being one of the best turn-based RPG games on the system right now. I mean, obviously not as good as Dragon Quest Eleven, but I think it's up there. And I think it can stand toe-to-toe with the Final Fantasy stuff that's on there. So, I mean, that's how I feel about those games. Also, I already mentioned the Dragon Quest one through 1-3. Through and also Astral Chain was a pretty awesome game that I 
hope that I would have been able to fit on there somewhere. Not to mention like Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, like you know, which I didn't get to mention. It was just it was just that month where they did like game after Delta game Rune. after game after game. Really yeah, good. Delta Rune also. Yeah, and like you're saying, the Baba's v, you like the really VR. Good. Yeah, I thought, Termination Force. Yeah, I thought Baba's you might show up on your list. As the Stretchers well. was really good. The stretchers, yeah. And I played a lot of Mortal Kombat 11, but I mean, I liked the game, but it wasn't really a top 10 for me. But I still think it's a good game. You know, New but Super it, Mario Brothers U Deluxe, that was a great game. Yeah, you I played got that, that one. Like yeah. January 2nd, I think. Yeah. Oh, and uh, last year. Yeah, Tales of Vesperia. That was one I got T- earlier also. Time Spinner. Time Spinner, yeah. So uh, much good stuff this year. Yeah, lots of really, really solid games. Like, And there were some games that I got that I didn't even play and I still feel bad about, like uh, Seiken Densetsu 3, which I still really want to play, but have barely even touched it. It's just, I'm, I, I think I'm going to, one of my uh, resolutions for 2020 is I, I'm going to try to buy less games and just try to play the games that I have, is what, is what, is what I want to try to do. So we'll see how long that lasts for. But that, that's for the, sale. That's that's what I'm gonna try. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and and try to buy some of those games that I have that I know I really want to play, but I just did not play, like Second Dance at two three, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Do you guys have any sort of uh stuff you want to say about this year that we're in right now? I keep calling it next year, but 2020, like uh, gaming resolutions or whatever. Or what do you or what games that you're looking forward to? Stuff like that. Or honorable mentions, whatever, whatever you want to say for the last like five minutes here. Um, I'll just second the Labo VR. You know, um, just for the the ingenuity of it, um, for the thought of having some semblance of VR on on the Switch. Um, it it was interesting, but it was not good enough for me. I mean, I, I literally played it about two hours. Well, you never um, even yeah, you never put the blaster together, man. You didn't even play. Did. No, you didn't even play the, the game part. that was in there. That blaster game is a lot of fun. Um, it, it's an on rail shooter, you know, which I wish more games would do that. Would just run with that and make it available. But it was yeah. I mean, I, I probably will put it together at some point, but it's just like I don't know. It was a little bit of a disappointment to me overall. True. Um, it, it, it's a novelty. Oh, and yeah, that's okay. Course. But yeah, it definitely is a, is a novelty. Uh, yeah, um, that's really my only honorable mention. Yeah, everything else I got it on the list. As far as twenty twenty goes, for me personally, I, nothing's really jumping out as much as um, Animal Crossing, of course. And then just want some more information about Metroid, and want some more information about a uh, Breath of the Wild sequel. Sure. Yeah. And I want to see what Nintendo's got up their sleeves to combat the uh, the new console launches, if anything. Like what what's what's going to be their their big, you know, their software competition, or are they going to announce a new Switch or a new handheld? I figured it would be every year. Yeah, I, I figured it would be um, just like the Majora's Mask again. I mean, that came out when the PlayStation Two launched. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I figure they're going to do the same thing where we're going to get our Breath of the Wild too. which more power to you. I, I mean, Breath of the Wild 1 was great. I'll play it again, or I'll play a new version of it, whatever, or the sequel, whatever they're doing with it. I want to yeah. know. Maybe it'd be appropriate to mention now there are some rumblings of a direct, you know, as there always are, but there's there's always two, a, bits, of, yeah. two bits of evidence that might support it. They say that... Uh, um, their maintenance schedule is listing a distribution of update data on 
January 6th. And then also GameStop like has now? just added 12 Switch SKUs to their upcoming games Yeah, with no names. So okay. yeah, no, who I'm, knows? I you mean, might get more information on 2020 real soon. Yeah, I mean, they always have a January. Well, I know it was a February Direct last year was when the Tensor 99 one happened. But, yeah, people normally expect like a January, February, whatever, round the corner type stuff. And, of course, we will bring you that next week. But if you guys don't have any other honorable mentions or anything else to mention on this, I think we can call this an episode, our deluxe episode. Yeah, thank you I, for uh, checking out our 200th episode. Yeah, which I probably, yeah. which I might not even edit. I might just throw it up as is because we did it live right here. But yeah, if you like listening to us and you want to support our show, because our show is independently funded by ourselves, you know, we don't get money from anybody aside from a select few fans. You can go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and support us where you will get a bonus show a month on there, which you can only get on Patreon. So you can listen to our last episode which that we did where we talked about games of the decade. We talked about our favorite games every year for 10 years, and I think it's a really good episode. I enjoyed listening to it while I edited it, so hopefully you do the same. And it did not include our number one from 2019. It did not, no, because I did not want to do any spoilers yet. So it's kind of a companion piece to this episode. So if you want to go back and listen to that, well, if you want to drop a dollar to us, you can listen to that. And of course, you know, there's a versions the show without commercials and all that stuff on there and you get a higher bit rate all that fun stuff on the patreon so check that out and uh we've been your hosts i'm trey johnson i'm jerry mikowski john Nitter. and of course you know if you watch this on twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast thanks uh i want to try to stream all of our episodes now we'll normally be doing them at like midnight on wednesday this week in particular i want to do it on friday just because of you know crazy schedules and stuff like that but, uh, yeah, you can find it there. We have a website, com, or you can check us out at youtube.com slash Podcast, which I'm going to put this video on there as well, so you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll be talking about some direct stuff and other news and that type of shit. Uh, thanks for listening to us. We will see you next week. See you.